What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 150 are open. This week on the show, we're celebrating episode 150 with our friends on twitch.tv slash idruby and going through the news and doing a bit of a cool-in show as well. So we're going to hear from a lot of people within the community. And joining me for all of that is my best mate, Bryce DeWitt. Hang right, on, mate. I'm right here, mate. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. After three false starts. Yeah, we got a false start. We weren't recording. You're like a 10-year-old mower that's been sitting in the rain. Mm, I, I am. <laughs> and you know what? They are really annoying. Yeah. They are awful. Oh, absolutely. But are you one of those lawnmowers now where you like you hold in the handle and it just auto pushes itself? Are you one of them? No, absolutely You're not, not that efficient? No, no oh, well, way We're a match made in heaven, that's fantastic Yeah, isn't it great? Mm. It is Absolutely like, what, would I, what would I do? What would I do without uh, coming onto the show each week mm. Getting through an entire intro on twitch.tv And, <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta and you go, oh no oh, I no. haven't pressed the one button I actually really need to press to do a podcast Yeah It's alright, I forgive you Thanks man, I need the, I need the forgiveness <laughs> and uh, to everybody on live on Twitch at the moment who are watching us, thank you very much. We did one false start, I buggered it up again, and now here we are. I think we're I think we're on the on the run. We're definitely on the we run. We hit the ground and we're running at the moment, so thank you. Yep. Smash mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just before we start, I'd like to uh, give a big thank you to everyone in the chat currently at the moment. So we'll go through it once again, Bryce. Mm-hmm. So we got Luke, we got Delfino Durans, we got Defer. Defer's joined us. He did, yeah, he followed you too. Wow, I noticed while we were starting up. Wow, thank you, Defer. Yeah. We got Metadox, we got Dane PV, we got Delfino Durans, we got uh, Buddy Watson, we got Conrad, who hit us with the very first uh, Twitch Prime sub I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exciting. We got your lovely fiance, Jade. I love snacks, 40... Oh, 94. N- 94, yeah. Uh, we got Dash... Uh, Metadox, done him. We got Ash in the chat who's laughing at us because of our failures or my failures. I'm not going to drag you along with me, mate. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that type of person. I mean, you can. I'm right here. Yeah. I could have noticed too, but <laughs> I didn't. And uh, at the very top, we got Soren. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm, absolutely. And thank you very much to you guys who are listening as usual on podcast services. Really exciting to, uh, to be doing this with everyone. So first ever live stream, first ever time recording into a camera. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So Very to start off, Bryce, we've had these drinks sitting here for a while. I'm getting we thirsty. Have. Yeah, they're looking a bit mellow now. Yeah. You know. um, the thing is when you're doing uh, no, three intros, it, it takes a bit out of you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> just like. Just, That's how you start a podcast. <laughs> just like destroy everything. Just push. I mean, I might have spilled a bit on your table. Oh, I missed uh, Sam Hay as well. Sam Hay's joined. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you did. How could you? Oh, I don't even know anymore, Bryce. (laughs) (laughs) Might need a few of these. I was going to say, don't say that with that in your hand. Holy crap! Yeah, no, let's have a drink. All right, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I guess just before we start, I want to just bring up our last um, episode where we talked about all the allegations that were happening um, or put towards, I guess, prominent figures in the Smash Bros community. And we got a lot of uh, great feedback for that episode just with, uh, 
I guess, uh, of our discussion with it, how you handled it, sort of putting all the information forward and bringing it to people and discussing and maybe how we can sort of, you know, try to make our community a better place to be for everyone. Yep. So thank you very much for that. And um, w- what I noticed is a lot of other sort of podcasters and content creators like didn't really touch it, even, no. other, uh, even other Nintendo podcasts. So I'm actually quite proud that we were able to sort of touch on that and bring that to people. I think I think the biggest problem with it was was that um, it was still very much in the midst of everything, and people were sort of mm. trying to find a middle ground of like, oh, this person could be innocent. We don't know yet, but at the same time, like, I think that for somebody to make an accusation like that, in most cases, it's got some basis. It's it's not just you know random, whatever it may be. Um, as we said during the thing, you know. Um, whether and like any of these are true remains to be seen for the most part, except for the people that like fully, fully admitted to it. Um, yeah. And I think that that whole episode was more or less not about the fact that people did terrible things, but the fact that we need to sort of be more responsible Absolutely. in these communities. Yeah. Like we're, when we go to Avcon, you know, we're around the smash community to somewhat degree and whatever it may be, yeah. it might not be the same same community that sort of happens in like America where it's absolutely huge or anything like that. But if anything were to happen like that down here, it would get noticed very quickly. Mm. And I really doubt that it would happen here. Whereas it sort of just managed to fly right under the radar uh, in the U S yeah. And even in Europe to some degree, I believe there was some Europe controversies as well. Right. But um, Mm. yeah, uh, I, didn't really get all that much into them because I think they were mostly commentators that were the problem there. Mm. And uh, we've got we've got Dash in the chat as well. He says uh, it's a very political and touchy subject at the moment. However, you guys handled it with great respect. So thank yeah. you very much, Dash. Honestly, yeah, thank you. I mean, um, I uh, when I first posted it up to Drew, I'm like, all right, this is this is pretty much going to be next week's episode. Um, I was like. I need to know my information before I go in and talk about it because I knew that I was probably going to be the person that ended up uh, bringing it forward and talking about it. Mm. Um, so I made sure that I did my reading, uh, did my research into the matter and just made sure that I was as accurate as I could possibly be. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think at the end of the day, like I said, it, it was 100% about moving forward as a community and, just being better. Yeah. And I think that's what's the most important out of everything. So. Yeah, because I was thinking today, like, um, what we basically cover on this show is, and I sort of, like, put it under, like, the three Cs. So it's creators, content, and community. Yeah. And I think community gets swept under the rug a lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of people are just thinking about, oh, you know, the director of this game is making this game. Is this game good or bad? But it's really this community of people around that content and embrace those creators what really makes doing this type of thing special yeah yeah for sure so when something like that happens it's important to bring it up and really touch on it and try to try and push forward a a better message and a better community to be a part of well because without without everything that happened you know everybody thought the smash community was great and that there was nothing really that wrong with it from an outsider's perspective but obviously there definitely wasn't and i'm glad that uh, whatever the bad has has been ousted now and it can, you know, it can stop and uh, there can be more of a push to protect people 
um, that are vulnerable and really make yeah. a positive change. And, you know, and as, as I said last week, there was somebody that made a very good message in that it's not a bad day for Smash. It's a good day for Smash because it means we can move forward and we can force a positive change upon this and make it a much safer community for people involved Mm, absolutely as, as they're going forward and i i 100 agree with that um it's it's bad to hear about these things but these things you know they happened they happened quite a while ago and them getting ousted now is that triumph that brings it all back and we can move forward and hopefully do some repairing yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, Seamus Mullins joins us in the chat. How are you going, Seamus? Friend of the show, been on the show before. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is cracking. Delicious. Spiced rum. Very nice. Yeah. DJ's in the chat too. Yes, I saw DJ. Uh, he says, hey, guys, happy 150. So thank, thank you, you very much to DJ. DJ um, is a fantastic friend and supporter of the show in our Discord community a lot of the time. Absolutely. And uh, one of the most recent iTunes reviews. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of iTunes reviews, we actually got another one I want to bring up. And I want to touch on all of these as we go along. So we got another one titled Greetings from Denmark. 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 We're moving. (laughs) (laughs) I think we are. (laughs) So this one's from Soren. um, And it was also in the chat. Yeah. So see, how cool is that? That, This is unreal. Like. Mm -hmm. That makes me so happy. Absolutely. Uh, So his review reads, Hey guys, after Daniel shared your podcast in the Nintendo group on Facebook, I have been an avid listener. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, but you guys have quickly risen to one of my favorites. I have all three major consoles and have always primarily been an Xbox player. The Switch is my first Nintendo console. By listening to you guys express your love and enthusiasm to the Switch and everything Nintendo, I have really started using my Switch more and more and keeping up with Nintendo-related news. Thank you for the fantastic podcast and keep up the great work. Uh, P.S. Love the Aussie accent. We can say some words in the accent if you like. I mean, Mate. <laughs> kangaroo. Oi. Oi, yeah. Aussie, Aussie. Boomerang. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Did you redo? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but seriously, Soren, thank you very much for yeah, that review. Absolutely. Uh, so, like, I sort of check Chartable quite often just to see if any more like reviews are coming through. Yeah. And it's just really nice each time one comes through. I get actually, like, excited. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. It, it is it is like a primary motivator and we weren't getting them for, like, a very long time. Um, but as we've as we've sort of gone up and up and up in, in episode count, we've started getting more and more and more and it's a real huge motivator. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That really is. And like, I can't express how thankful we are to Daniel. Initially left an iTunes review. Yeah. Skyrocketed us in the charts. And he also went to the effort to share us in a Facebook group, which then brought, I don't know, five people (laughs) to uh, at least leaving a review. Could be more just like listening to the show. Yeah. um, Which is absolutely phenomenal. So if you would like to support us, I think that's how you do it. You share us on in a Facebook group or something where, you know, people would be interested in consuming this podcast. Yeah. So. And Daniel, wherever you are, you're a champion. You are a champion. You are an absolute champion, honestly. Um, Oh, he's in Denmark. We know that. Well, (laughs) somewhere in Denmark, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, it's crazy that we um, all of a sudden had um, this, this huge flood coming from Denmark 
It was so it was so random, but I love it so much, and uh, I can't I can't thank uh, Daniel enough for sharing us and putting us out there. And uh, yeah, this is what it's come to. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we want to move to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like we haven't got much set up just yet. You know, there's no background, so we've we haven't. Uh, yeah. That, that was a big part of the plan this year is we were going to start moving on and doing more content. Mm. But unfortunately, because of everything that's sort of gone on with the world ever since January, we haven't had a lot of choice. So, yeah, I mean, it is coming in the future, but yeah. um, I, I just say that because, you know, we haven't set up yet, so we can move to Denmark. Well, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Mm. Just put down the lights, just chuck them in the boot. Something to consider. Rent a flying car, you know. A flying one. A flying car. Yeah, we get there quicker that way. We like don't the, have to like, worry, worry like about commercial in, airlines. Like the one in Harry Potter. Yes. 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 Jade would love that joke. I'm glad she's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, have you been sort of playing your Switch much this week? To be honest, I haven't. Um, except for Catherine. No. Yep. So we'll, we'll hear your sort of impressions on Catherine. If anybody else wants to uh, call in for this part of the show, just sort of to discuss maybe something they've been playing or something that's caught their own switch. I think Dash would probably do that. <laughs> I talk about Catherine with you. Oh, yeah. 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 It's my first time through Catherine. I'd imagine it'd have to be like his fourth mm. or maybe more. Yeah. So I'd probably be underestimating you there, Dash. So if anybody in the chat wants to call into the show via the House of Mario Discord, or if you're friends with me on Facebook, just use Messenger or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that uh, Soren actually said in the chat, you are more than welcome. We have farms and bars. And I'll tell you what, that's our life really. So <laughs> that works for us. <laughs> we're we're uh, ready to go. I, I, I saw a tweet from Nintendo Australia. They said, Catherine, like, it's like love, betrayal and sheep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet it and say story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the sheep. So is Catherine pretty much like my story? Like, is it the story of Drew Agnew? Is that what's no, going on? Sure, if you want to obscure it a little bit. I don't have three Catherines in my life. I'm cheating on anyone. But there's a Catherine, there's a Catherine, and there's a Rin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Delfino Durance would like to call in. So let's say call from uh, Delfino. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Whoever wants to talk about Catherine. Yeah, he said he hasn't played Catherine, but... Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. it. Let's go for it. Yeah, we, don't, we don't really have like a... We don't have a defined setup. So if you're... If you're oh, oh, we oh got, hang we, on. We got the big we old got dash. dash. We got a big old dash boy. Where's he gone? <laughs> he disappeared. He did disappear. What a cheeky, cheeky little boy. No, that's your fault, mate. Is it though? Mm. I, clicked, uh, I clicked on him. You definitely did, and he's definitely connected. Yeah, he is. I can't. I am here. Yeah. Oh. oh. Hello, Dash. How are we going, mate? <laughs> there he is. Good evening, boys. Congratulations on 150. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank you. Thank you. So I thought, you know, you called the bat signal, and I was like, oh, Catherine, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that gif of you waving the game around, okay? All right. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah. I got it in my hand. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was happy to get my hands on it as well because I've never played it. So, well, he's in lockdown, so he's yeah. got plenty of time to. Yeah, that's play. true. Yeah, yeah. You can Another go through all thirteen endings button. on the Switch now. I <laughs> know, <laughs> no, right? Yeah. So, Dash, Catherine, yeah. do you like it? <laughs> um, look, I, I think uh, I think if anything, it might be uh, one of those things where yeah. I'm in love again. 
with the game, and it's it's fantastic. So, yeah. I mean, I've just really started getting into Atlas stuff as of like Persona Five. Um, so I've been going back. I've been playing P Four Golden uh, since it came out on Steam, and. I'm like, all right, well, Catherine full. I already decided when it got announced that I was going to go and get Catherine because I was always sort of interested in how that story would play out. So um, that was the next part for me. Uh, and I've, I've, I haven't been playing it like religiously, sort of just on and off because of the style of the, and like the pace of the game itself. But I'm really, really yeah. enjoying it on Switch for the fact that I can just pick it up and put it down. And I know that's like a comment that's said about literally every Switch game ever. But... It yeah. works really well for Catherine because it is just a short puzzle game with story segments. Oh, right. Yeah. I, th- I think look, I think the, the way to go about it is right now with it being more narrative-based and then like puzzle-based in terms of uh, how you play, uh, it, it's got a great casual appeal so that anybody with it can actually, you know, pick it up and go and yeah, you know, basically play it, play it on the go now and enjoy Catherine for what it was, which was essentially a classic for like the, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 era. So yeah, and the story's really intriguing. Like that's the thing I care about most about that game, and I assume that's what you know has most people talking about it. Is just the further they go in the story, the more they want, the more they want to hear about it. Because mm. the puzzle segments are fun and they're different, definitely challenging. But you know, there is that there is that odd occasion where especially on my first time through, I'm just like, God damn it. I can't push these blocks correctly. And I really can't figure out how to make it up to this one platform and also manage to get this stack of gold bars. What the hell am I doing? And then uh, I would just die. And then that was it. And then I'd be like, God damn it. I just want to get to the next story section. (laughs) I might just have to pull you up, guys. Um, The people on Twitch can't actually hear us because it's not feeding back into the computer. (laughs) Oh my God. So the next person I'm going to have to use my phone for. All right. All right. All good. So, Dash, we'll let you go, mate. Thanks for calling Thanks, in. mate. Catch no you. problem. Congratulations again, boys. Cheers, dude. Catch ya. <laughs> so, there's the first learning experience, Bryce. We can't use the computer. Wow, that's strange. Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't feed back into the computer because it's got um, – this thing has got, like, inbuilt technology, I guess. So, you, like, so I guess uh, the person calling, it won't be – their voice won't be going back into their ears. Right. Gotcha. So, so that's why. Okay. Wait, so they could hear us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So I'm not sure why that was. That sucks. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, Catherine has been really fun. Um, it's been hard to pick it up the last couple of days because I've been working a lot, though. And, um, I mean, I really want to get back into it near the end of this week when I've got a lot more days off and get it finished before Paper Mario. Yeah. At least, at least one ending. Because I know that, you know, trying to tackle... 13 before Paper Mario comes out next Friday is going to be near impossible. Mm. And obviously we're going to have to talk about Paper Mario. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my agenda with Catherine. I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, I bought it for, you know, full price. And a lot of people were just like, oh, that's a, you know, it's a steep price point. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. But supporting Atlas for that console was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I haven't. I've. I just finished the Last of Us Part Two last week. Yes, um, you did actually. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, I think uh, going into it, I was really worried that it was just going to be super depressing. And you know, there are a lot of really super depressing moments in that game. But um, 
I came out just really enjoying it. And like when I finished the first Last of Us, I didn't actually want to play it again. I'm like, that's that's enough. That's a perfect little package. I got the story. Yep. The gameplay was like, you know, it was fine. It, it was serviceable. Um, but with this one, I find myself, I think one of my favorite parts of the game was actually the, the gameplay. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. Um, so the new additions they added, they added um, dodging, which sort of changed up a bit. You can actually feel like you can actually get away from clickers <laughs> when they come up to you. And uh, you can go prone, which wasn't in the first one. So you're able to run and sort of like do dive down, um, shoot with explosive arrows, jump back up, and it's a, it can be pretty dy- uh, pretty dynamic if uh, if you play it like that. Yeah. So yeah, really enjoyed it. The story was absolutely fantastic. It's very divisive. Been listening to a lot of spoiler casts, and some people are on one side, some people are on the other side. Yeah, it seems to be very split. But yeah, I can't name a big game that hasn't had a controversy like that to some degree. Mm. In, in years. I mean, with the story- Even Red Dead 2 was like that. Yeah, and like, like Red Dead 2, they took a huge risk with the story. Like they did it, they you know they did something that made some people go, oh, interesting. And then other people just- Go, whoa! Want to punch Neil Druckmann in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. Yeah. So yeah, where should we go on from here, Bryce? Should we try and take another caller on the phone? You so- can if you want. Holy shit. Oh no. Good job. Better clean that up now. <laughs> this, this live show is not going well, is it? No. It's all good. Can't hear us anymore, Ella. No. <laughs> you killed it, didn't you? Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Have you fried it? Don't know. It's still working, so... Beautiful. Just can't hear us. Uh, they can hear us. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. All right. I'll go and clean it up. I'll give you a second and I'll talk. <laughs> so, in case you're listening to the audio, <laughs> Drew dropped his drink everywhere, all over the road. So, and by road, I mean the caster. Um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, big rest in peace. Thanks, Ashley Hobley. I see that there. <laughs> it would only happen to us. Only. Um, I think... Uh, I'm going to talk about Paper Mario for a second. So, I haven't actually um, said much on what I'm feeling about Paper Mario, mainly because um, the last couple games haven't really done so well. And that was... Uh, Sticker Star and Color Splash. And it's got me a little bit concerned for this game, even though it looks really good. Um, <laughs> you're right there. The major issue, I think, is that a lot of people are quick to assume with Paper Mario games is that they're not going to turn out well because of the last two and everybody wants the Thousand Year Door. And I, I mean, I guess I sort of understand. I never I never got around to playing Thousand Year Door. I played 64. Um I never got around to Wii. I played Sticker Star and lost interest. Um, and I think most people did too. Um, so, the I mean, the Origami King looks super awesome. And I'm very keen. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh. Um, it uh, definitely looks really cool. I uh, just really hope that they've managed to find something that will keep those people who really love the Thousand Year Door um, interested. Because obviously, the further we go on, 
uh, with having these Paper Mario sequels that people want to keep bitching and complaining about, the further we get away from ever having like Paper Mario be a recurring series. And that was a problem with the RPGs for the most part too. Um, whether that's uh, Super Mario, like everybody loves Super Mario RPG, but it never got a comeback. Um, instead, we got uh, the Mario Luigi series. Um, and I'd love a Mario Luigi series. Yeah, I mean, I would love that series to continue, but Superstar Saga was still my favorite, probably. Um, a lot of people didn't like Partners in Time, and I don't even know why. I love that game. Yeah, I love Partners in Time. It's a wicked game. Um, and then after that, I kind of fell out of it. Whether it be uh, Bowser's Inside Story or um, what was Luigi's? What's it called? I can't remember. Luigi's Dream Team. Yeah, Luigi's Dream Team. Like I didn't even play that. I think I think just something about the 3DS ones just didn't catch me at all. Yeah. Um. What was the last one? Was it? It wasn't Bowser's Inside Story. They had one after that, didn't they? Mario and Luigi. Oh, okay. Bowser's Inside Story, Luigi's Dream Team. And then I swear they had it. Oh, they had Superstar Saga Remake. That's right. Um, but I haven't played that either. And that's my favorite one. Yeah. Mainly because um, I think uh, Superstar Saga did not have a great... Uh, Superstar Saga Remake did not have a great reception. Mm. Yeah. As for Paper Mario, though. Yeah. I think he's back online now. Ladies what a fail. Gentlemen. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you manage that. I'm going to be like on those Twitch fail fucking compilations You, you certainly Holy are. shit. Submit him, guys. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I just talked about the uh, Origami King. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, give us your opinion. You're back now, so. I mean, I haven't really looked much into it. They had that live stream this week and I never actually looked at it. Yeah, I didn't tune into it either because I don't really want to know. So I don't really, yeah, don't really need to know. Yeah, that too. Yeah. 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 And then they had um they had WayForward announce uh announce that they were doing a Bakugan game, mm. which was a bit strange. Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about that a little bit later in yeah. the news. Yeah. And we will, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Origami King, you you keen, you're excited, are you worried about the the past fails of the last few? Uh not really. I mean, it is a little bit disappointing that sort of like the leveling up and that isn't in this game. Yeah, but I think I think uh, just like the battle mechanics now look pretty fun, just well with like the the puzzles. Yeah, so I think that could be cool, yeah. and like it, it might still be like really fun as long as it's sort of. I think the problem with the other two games is, is there was no sense of progression. Yeah, because you're just like ga- gathering stickers and stuff, and your progression was the stickers. Yeah, like it literally, you'd have to you'd have to put down a bridge, and it would have to be a sticker, and that was the only way to get forward and go past things. And no matter what you did, everything was tied to a sticker. Mm. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's kind of why I fell out of it too. You know? Yeah. And Color Splash I never bothered with because it was pretty pretty close to the Wii U's end to the point where it was just like, yeah, I'm not going to bother. See, we usually, I usually have a drink on the podcast. Never spilt it. No. <laughs> it's the first time for everything and it had to be like right now. Yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a live stream without a fail. No, it wouldn't. No. <laughs> Never. Wouldn't be. At least the road's not broken. That's good. So Bryce, let's uh, let's jump to the new segment. Let's uh let's abandon this abortion. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. I mean, the funniest thing is I don't think we've edited a podcast in forever. And now it almost feels like we have to edit this one. <laughs> 
Yeah, to a degree. But we will. We'll see. Let's jump into some news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that all? I fight for my friends. My body is still. It'll happen every week. I don't care. <laughs> no, I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that the first bit of news is, and um, basically. Uh, a My Nintendo reward is a Super Smash Bros. Yes. Invitational stationary. And My Nintendo still exists. That is the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. Uh, so this article comes from Vookstore.net and it reads, uh, Not happy with who Nintendo and Sakurai are bringing to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Now you can invite anyone you want with this Super Smash Bros. stationary set. The set uh, which tweeted out by a Japanese uh, Smash Bros. Twitter which has since been deleted, uh, contains a number of Smash Bros. scene pieces of paper, an envelope, and most importantly, a Smash Bros. Uh, embossed uh, wax seal. So um, I guess it's, it's kind of cool. I'm not really a, a, into my stationery or anything. But I, can see this, I can see this very much inspiring memes. Yeah. Meme, meme videos of people being upset and then delivering it to their plushes or something. Yeah. And then crying and then having them executed by guillotine or some shit. <laughs> you know, just something like that. Also, just real quick, Ash, thank you. What did Ash say? It was appreciated. <laughs> my, uh, I fight for my friends. <laughs> he said, getting to, getting to see Bryce say that live was the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. I do it every week now. Every week. It'll never change. Never. 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 Um, I guess... Uh, Moving on from that, this is a uh, this, yeah. This was weird how it was sort of hyped up. So, yeah. uh, Bakugan uh, Champions for Vestoria is coming to Nintendo Switch this November, and I guess it was originally teased. So there was a a, a Treehouse Live presentation for Paper Mario, and they also said that WayForward are going to um, have be, some exciting news. Yeah, be presenting a brand new game, and everyone sort of like went awry, just like, "Oh my god, are they going to be making a Metroid game? Are they going to be doing this?" And Nintendo actually came out and said, "Hey, it's a, a third-party franchise. It's not ours. Calm down." So yeah. then people were like, "Oh, what about Castlevania? What about Mega Man? Oh my god!" And uh, it's a uh, it's yeah, Bakugan, Bakugan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like, I didn't know Bakugan was still a thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Is the anime still ongoing? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. It'd have to be... Oh, well, maybe the manga still happens. I, I don't know. The last time I heard about Bakugan was, had to have been about seven years ago. Yeah. So it's a bit strange to just sort of come back all of a sudden. But I guess it was also the Beyblade of the new generation. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so... Yeah, so while it was while it's not necessarily um what people would think, like, oh, yeah, they'll think like a really nice-looking 2D platformer like Shantae or something, that's kind of yeah. what a lot of people would be like, oh... Yeah, I had a lot of people say, you think it's going to be another Shantae? I'm like, they just released one. There's yeah. no way in hell it's going to be another Shantae. No. No. But yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Like, yeah. I'm sure like kids or people, fans of the franchise will enjoy it. And I am going to, um, I do think, I'm going to play the trailer because this, <laughs> this music slaps. Well, what, hang on. What are you laughing at? Hang on. Paul James, it shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Good to hear you in here, man. Yeah, because Paul got pretty excited about it. Like, oh. <laughs> if it could stop being a thing, that'd be nice. Uh, and Dill said, I played the PS3 game. It was pretty good. Easy plat. Yeah. I mean, just from like the, the footage here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it up. People in our Twitch won't be able to hear it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. It's a slapping tune. But listen to this tune. 
Yeah, it slaps. It does slap. It is really good, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that was the same thing with uh, Beyblade in the day. Yeah. The theme song would slap. It did and that's, slap. that's all that anybody cared about. Yeah. Is that the fucking theme song slap. Because, like, yeah, it's just Beyblades. Like, I absolutely... Like, we loved them as kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just like, it's Beyblade. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, like, late high school, I actually, like, downloaded the theme, put it on my iPod. Picking up speed, going out of time, going back to back. It's a way of life. <laughs> You're gonna fall down. <laughs> down. Get back Bay up Blades. again. <laughs> it's Beyblade. And then there was a guitar riff, and that's all anybody really gives a shit about. Oh, it was so good. It really was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up, Delhi Premonition 2 patches in the works dev team working on improving the title. So before I read it, have you seen footage of Delhi Premonition 2? No, because I've heard enough about it oh, already to my. the point where I do not want to hear about it. So Delhi Pre- Premonition 1, which is Delhi Premonition Origins, that is already on Nintendo Switch. Like, it's just a real janky game, but the story is charming and it's just really weird. It's weird and it's become sort of a, a cult hit because of that. And uh, when they announced Deadly Premonition 2, um, I think it was a timed exclusive on Switch. So it's like, oh, well, this will be interesting. Maybe they can improve it and still be a weird, wacky game. But um, judging, I think some points in the story in that are fine. And sometimes it touches on some issues in a really uh, poor way. I'm just going to leave it at that. But just like the frame rate is just disgusting in this game. I, I think playing it would honestly make me sick just from the motion. <laughs> It's just awful. I don't even want to bother looking at it because no. like everything I've heard about it was enough. Yeah. And I really don't like, I'm not interested. I'm not going to touch it. Um, and, yeah. Cause like a, uh, um, uh, Donnie who hosts a Nintendo podcast, Nintendo shack, he actually pre-ordered it because it was, uh, he really enjoyed the first one. So he pre-ordered it. And when he saw the footage of this, he was like, Oh my God, this looks awful. Can I get a refund? And as we've discussed before on the Nintendo eShop, there is no refunds. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. And it's like dead in the water at this point. All I hear about is memes about it being absolutely shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's unfortunate. So, a couple things in the chat while we're. Uh, what's going on in the chat? While I'm watching. Um, uh, Tam is in here now. Oh, Brendan, how you going, man? Good old Brendan. And he says, uh, "Just this just makes me want way forward to develop a Beyblade game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would love a Beyblade game again, but like to some sort of decent. I never really played Beyblades, though. Like, I'm in the game. GBA. Like, video games. And, and the Flash games. Mm. And the Flash games. I played like a bit of the Game Boy Advance yeah. game, but yeah. Because like you go, it's pretty, it was kind of like a, was it like a platformer kind of? You like going around it and. Not, not like a 2D platform, but you're sort oh. of like going around a level trying to get I th- through I it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Conrad jumped in and jumped in and put his two cents in and said it was no Crush Gear Turbo. And I like Crush Gear Turbo too, but unfortunately you can't find any mention of Crush Gear Turbo anywhere nowadays. Like even if you were to look for the anime, oh, yeah. Crush Gear. Yeah, yeah, that was a you thing. Cannot, you cannot find that thing anymore. Mm. Yeah. I'm just trying to... Divert the talk from Deadly Premonition 2. Yeah. Oh, let's move on. Um, Conrad, if you want to uh, call in just via Facebook Messenger to talk about Crush Gear and Beyblades, feel free to. <laughs> Wherever my phone is. Where I, put that uh, I have a feeling that it went just about as well as your uh, Kraken. Oh, on the floor, though. <laughs> Not on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. okay, road. Man. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. What a fuck up! How embarrassing! <laughs> so embarrassing! It's oh. all right. You can't you can't see it in audio. Form. In front of all of my friends, <laughs> <laughs> you can't 
you can't see it in audio form, and it gave me gave me a chance to talk about fucking Origami King, which we've not done fuck all, obviously. Yeah, well, we're sort of just waiting for it to come out. It's another Paper Mario game. I'm sure, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully. You know, <laughs> yeah. Considering how the last two have gone in terms of reviews, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we'll leave that one to later. So this one's from my Nintendo News, and this is a rumor. Uh, a traditional Nintendo Direct could premiere this month. Next. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how many times people have said that since the exactly. start of July and even late June. I just put this in the middle. All right, guys, just calm down. When we hear about it, uh, we'll know about it. I, I so. was reading an article yesterday that was like, oh, they've already got ideas in line for the Switch's successor. Because at a, at a shareholders meeting, they were like, ah, the Switch is doing really well. We really like what it does. So we're going to keep that in mind as we're going forward mm. with the new console. Like if, if, it, if, if it happens, you know, whether, whether it's in the next five years or 50. And people are like, they're already thinking about the next console. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're not. They just want to be able to take everything they've gotten from the Switch and reuse that idea to a to a degree where they're like, this is this is the next generation Nintendo console, but it imports everything you love about the Switch to it. Yeah. Much very very much like how the Wii pretty much one hundred percent transitioned into the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty exciting to think about, but it's a long way away. Let's just let's just enjoy the stuff we've got. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, people shouldn't get overexcited. It's just you know. Mm. Um, Soren in the chat, he, this is a question and towards you, Bryce. Have you finished Xenoblade Definitive Edition uh, and uh, have you played the new content? I haven't. Look, the, th- the, thing, with, the thing with Xenoblade, it is, it is a bit of a trudge to get through and um, work's, been, work's been really janky and I really want to like invest all the time. I'm actually really considering just thinking about going and playing Future Connected because I already remember literally everything from Xenoblade anyway. I said to myself, I was going to be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go through the story and do it as normal, and then get the full experience again. But to be completely honest with you, um, I want to see the future connected stuff now, and I think that may be hampering my enjoyment a little bit. It's because that new content is more appealing to me right now because it's right, right in front of my nose. You can um, jump into it whenever you want, though, can't you? Yeah, but that's the problem. I feel. I feel like um, if there's any one real complaint I had about this game. Um, it should have been that they should have left that at the end as an enticement. Not that I don't want to play through Xenoblade Chronicles again, but with having that sitting right in front of my nose the whole time, knowing that I could just select it from the menu and see a whole bunch of new shit. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bit of a demotivator to actually playing the game. So I'm actually thinking about just saying, bugger it, I'll go play Future Connected. Um, because uh, like I want to I want to give that game the attention it deserves. Um and for me to do that, 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 that requires me to put a minimum of 80 hours in and at least 120 before I finish the final boss because there's a lot to do in Xenoblade Chronicles, like heaps and heaps and heaps. And it's just been uh, really difficult to motivate myself with Future Connected right on the menu. I, I, it really should have just been at the end of the game, unlocked as you've beaten the game, giving yeah. you an actual reason to beat the game. I think a lot of people like, I think it's there because they don't want to lock away new content because they want people to play it. And a lot of people that have already played through the game and aren't interested in another one, they can just play that content straight away. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that's great and everything, but at the same time as well, for the people who have never played Xenoblade and they're just like, Oh, you know, I'll just go, I'll just go play future connected. That's the entire, I, I would assume that, that that's going pr- to pretty much in spoil the entire story for you. Like right off the, right off the menu by going 
down down a yeah you know and and I know that it goes oh you really should play the game first if you don't want to be spoiled and then who the, who the hell listens to those warnings in 2020 I mean that that's uh, all they need though if if I went and clicked on it and said and it said oh this is going to spoil the story for you I was like okay I'll back out of it and I'll go to the normal game maybe I do, I just feel like um it it is more of an incentive to leave that at the end of the game to go back and re-experience everything and maybe like touch up your gameplay because I'm I'm getting I'm much better at it now than I was first time I played it mm. because I actually know what I'm doing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, as as lengthy as that game's tutorial was, and when I mean lengthy, it was like 40 hours long before you literally understood everything. Yeah. Um, by that game spacing out that tutorial over the course of 40 hours, even if like the last the last like 20 hours of tutorials were really just little nitpick thingies that just make your gameplay a little bit more optimal. Yeah. Um, it really helped me understand Blade. Uh, understand Blade Xenoblade. Um, a little bit better. Uh, in how I should approach enemies, and uh, it really does transition back to the original quite well. Hmm. Um, the only difference is is that you have the art bar instead of the uh, blade actions. So if you can learn how to sort of transition it to an art bar instead of the blade actions, you'll pretty much have a very similar gameplay to uh, two, just less polished because obviously it's quite older. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm so I'll smash through it, and I'm killing world bosses left and right and stuff like that. And it's great fun. And I'm experiencing a lot more of the game than I did the first time around, but uh, knowing future connected's right there and that it could possibly lead because I'm not looking up spoilers. It could possibly lead into Xenoblade Chronicles three stuff. It makes me really excited to go into that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the big hamper. Yeah. Um, Tam says here that the DLC actually sidesteps some of the, um, major spoilers, inter- interestingly enough. Well, that's good. That's good so to hear. Um, you might be able to play through a bit and not get the spoilers. Not that you've finished the game before. But yeah, but it, like if it's if it spoils anything like the seventh party member, then you've already sort of hurt the experience. Mm. You know, um, even if it's just something as simple as that, you already hurt the experience by spoiling something like that. Right. Um, it is. It is very much a very intricate story, very large story, and it's the best. You know, well, I would say you know the most ambitious project for the Wii, with how big the world is and how long the game is and how how good the story is. That you know, any, any little spoilers like that could probably really ruin it for you. Yeah. yeah. So it's a shame. It is a shame. Uh, <laughs> Um, so this this one's actually pretty cool. So this is from Nintendo Enthusiast, and the title is "A Tomb Raider Collection Trademarked uh, Trademarked um, Has Fans Hopeful for a Potential Release." Um, so rumors are circling about a Tomb Raider Collection releasing in the near future, following a, a trademark filled by Square Enix. Uh, the name uh, "True Tomb Raider Ultimate Experience" was initially trademarked in 2018 before being renewed last month. Platforms at this stage are unconfirmed, but Nintendo Switch is. Um, often a target for pre-release releases of older titles. Re-releases, yeah. yeah. Uh, the trademark uh, filing shows there's intent from Square Enix, but we're yet to see if a release is forthcoming. An alleged promotional image has also been posted online um, as part of a rumor report, but it's actively being called fake by um, Direct Feed Games. Um, the article goes on, but um, the sort of like... I guess nothing to back this up, but it would be awesome to see the Tomb Raider games come to Switch. I'll be all over it. I'll probably get it 
um, day one type of thing. Yeah, because you fell in love with the uh, reboot, like the first yeah, game. Yeah, I absolutely love the reboot. I thought it was really good too. Yeah. Um, but my my major problem with it is it ran like absolute shit on the PS3. Yeah, I mean, like, like really bad on the PS3. I mean, I didn't didn't run that bad, but um, on the PS3, I had it. It was awful. And the multiplayer. Oh, the multiplayer. The multiplayer was yeah. That, oh, that, that was shocking. That yeah. looked like um. <laughs> like a picture book flipping through it <laughs> that was so bad the single player was good though yeah. yeah so I don't know if like this would include that game it'd be awesome if it did because that's one of my favourites so I don't know if it's just like these the older Tomb Raider games from Playstation 1 I dare say it probably yeah, that, yeah that'd be the case whereas if it's just like the early Playstation games I probably wouldn't be that excited but it would be really it would be cool to at least have um the reboot on there from 2013. Uh, Buddy says multiplayer was bad. You know what? No, I actually enjoyed the multiplayer. The point that the fact that um, it was 20 FPS at the best of times and laggy as shit 100% of the time uh, was what made it bad. But actual, like actually playing the game itself when you get somewhat of a decent match was fun. It was, it was decent enough. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that it was 100% hampered technically. Yeah, but on the I remember playing it. And it's just it was unplayable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I'm saying, like I had like a match where I was like, "Oh, this is good," mm. and I enjoyed it, and I was really good at it. It was fun, uh, <laughs> but then I gave up after like one session of trying to do it because the performance issues were that bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be cool to see a, a sort of collection come to Switch. Would be nice. The problem is, is that the, a lot of people are tying this in with Lara coming to Smash, and oh yeah, it's like, oh, c- come on. Yeah, no offense, guys, but like at at this current point in time, just leave it off the table. <laughs> just every just because a game's coming to Switch does not mean the characters also come into Super Smash Bros. No, we get Lara Croft as like a, a me costume or something. <laughs> Uh, finally, before we move on to the next article, um, Ash says, anyone remember Bioshock 2 multiplayer? No. 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 <laughs> no. Bioshock 2 had multiplayer? I don't remember that shit. Yeah. Like at all. I, I do remember it. It's just like, yeah. Mm. He plays the big daddy. Oh, uh, mm. actually. Yeah. Now I think I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> just like aggressive flashbacks. Oh, oh, oh. Bioshock Help. multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dill, I do. I love being a daddy. <laughs> a big daddy. <laughs> um, and uh, the final news story. So Reggie pays his respects to late Satoru Iwata. Oh, uh, his words and creations touch so many of us. So Satoru Iwata sadly passed away five years ago today and Reggie Fizeme, former president and chief operating officer at Nintendo, paid his respects today on Twitter. His Twitter reads, five years ago, my boss, mentor and friend, hashtag Satoru Iwata passed away. His words and creations touched so many of us. I continue to think about him every day. Um, and I, I've included Reggie's tweet below. That's in the article. <laughs> uh, Satoru Iwata was loved by many by both Nintendo fans and his colleagues at Nintendo and further afield. His, present, his presence uh, on stage and his unmistakable uh, joyful charm in the Nintendo uh, presentations. Uh, who can figure about that Wii U unboxing? Oh, the, yeah, I actually forgot all about that Wii U unboxing. Yeah. I remember like putting on the gloves. He's like, oh, check out this thing. It's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice. And his impact on Nintendo is still sorely missed to this day. So I, th- I think just uh, with the five-year anniversary, I guess... What's one of your 
memories of Satoru Wada. Definitely the bananas. That's a big standout, isn't it? It's something so small and so dumb. Look, but it was so funny. Back then, I wasn't paying as much attention to like the actual executives of Nintendo. And I mean, I know, you know, he, he was a game developer first and foremost. That was very obvious. But mm. like, as he sort of fell into that role, you know, he became more, more or less known as the head of the company and not so much the game developer that he was in the past. And um, so, you know, everybody knew Shigeru and other personalities like that there. But um, he didn't really stand out until he started doing these direct style things. And it turned into directs, Awada asks, and yeah, Awada asks was fantastic. It was mm. it was brilliant, and you know what? He had an absolutely huge passion for games. I still remember uh, checking Facebook or something, and an article come up the morning, and he it, like yeah. it had been announced he passed away. I was like, holy crap! Yeah, that man between <laughs> between him, Shiggy, and Reggie. Like the last, the last, the few last years before he passed away, they were known as like the big three people at Nintendo. Mm. <laughs> you know, they they were boys. They were well, they were everybody's boys technically. Yeah. You know, they absolutely they had oh the smash the smash oh. smash four thing with Reggie and Nawada. <laughs> Reggie and Nawada. Oh, that was holy damn. We were just like, our jaw hit the ground. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I think it was like a... I'm pretty sure we actually sat down at one point. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, they did a Smash trailer where it's, like, Reggie and Iwata, like, fighting each other? Oh then, like, one of, them, one of them's in Smash. Yeah. And they did just that. They did exactly that. <laughs> it was that. amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, that that is... Uh, okay, that is my favourite memory. <laughs> it's just like... It's it's not even like the amazing products and games and... It's just hilarious. That. It's yeah. just like, yeah, just like some of the amazing stuff they did in Nintendo Directs. I miss that so much with Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, like how much fun they were. Now they're just like lists and here we go, here it is. Yeah. I miss yeah. that so much. And look, you know, it, it's fine if they want to do that um, Yeah, for, for now because I know that, you know... Now that Reggie's gone and Awada's passed away and, you know, uh, uh, Shigeru is like, you know, I've sort of lost my drive to do it, it seems, and he's too busy working on other things. Yeah. You know, it it does feel like it's become more of a faceless corporation again. Maybe Maybe not to the same level. I feel like they're still trying to keep up personal appearances uh, with Nintendo Treehouse and uh, stuff like that. And I think that's good. But um, I know that in an interview with the current president of Nintendo Japan, he was like, oh, you know, we're, we're sort of thinking about moving away from that type of thing and whatever. And I think that's a real shame because, you know, every company's doing that, doing that right now. Anybody that had a personality on their head is pretty much doing it right now. And the only person mm. that does still stick with it is Phil Spencer. And we talked about Phil Spencer the other week and how he's sort of like in that relatable video game guy niche, I guess. Yeah, well, at the moment he certainly is, isn't he? Exactly. Mm. And like, you know, we can all identify Phil Spencer and go, hey, that's the guy that made Xbox good again, you know. And that's that's what's important. And mm. even, even just with those guys, it was just like, look at these legendary human beings <laughs> who make <laughs> robot chicken sketches. Muppet sketches. Oh, see that—that that is devastating. But they're gone. The robot chicken and the the Muppet skit. 
Every E3 was just like, all right, here's some fucking ridiculous presentation we only get from Devolver Digital now. Yeah. It wasn't on like the, it wasn't that crazy. It wasn't that crazy. They weren't literally, no. they weren't literally killing their spokesman and like doing that type of stuff. Oh God. Because with, with Devolver Digital, it's kind of like they, <laughs> you don't one, even know what games they're showing. They're just watching something. That one <laughs> where they had that woman come out on the, on the stage. And by the end of it, everybody was like bathed in blood and they're like chanting some demonic <laughs> ritual. And you're like, Devolver, calm down. It's like, yeah, what 2D platformer am I watching at the moment? <laughs> so I, I don't know if there is a game here. I think they're just trying to say something about the video game industry being kind of robotic. I think that's all they're saying. I don't know if they're trying to push products to me or not. Car- carnivorous, <laughs> in fact. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. And like... I guess Nintendo's was a lot more family friendly in many ways, but you know, many people can sort of pick out where's mother three. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody hears that. And then remembers that robot chicken, uh, the robot chicken thing. And it doesn't matter like whether it was, you know, the Muppets or whether it was robot chicken stuff or whether it was just a water sitting at his desk, you know, um, when he's been involved in these things, he's been very much identifiable as you know, just as much as Mr. Nintendo was Reggie, I suppose. Yeah. Like even if even in the Western market, you know, everybody appreciated and respected Dewada to humongous levels. I just laughed before because um, Dylan in the chat said uh, Kevin Butler is the original OG. <laughs> so Kevin Butler, he was basically like a fake character or fake spokesman for PlayStation back in the PlayStation Three days. Yeah. And uh, he, he eventually got fired because he was in like a, a tire commercial for basically for the Nintendo Wii. I think the Wii was like yeah. something that was free with your tires or something. I'm not quite sure. I can't remember exactly, but he got fired because of that. And a lot of people thought like he was like a real person, like an executive there. It was just, <laughs> just, an, just an actor, like a completely fake person. It's just, just amazing. And Dylan, Dylan like um, he's trolling in the chat here. He's just like, wait, he wasn't? He Like he wasn't real? <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> well so i reckon bryce we're going to move on to reggie's rec room uh reggie's got good phone reception in there so we're going to um do some call-ins now all right so we'll start off i'll try and i'll try and call seamus see what he's up to i'll try and call him and uh, guys if you want to call into the show use our discord um say in the uh, twitch chat whether you want to um come in and we'll give you a call yeah, to just make it easier. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll give you guys a call. So I'll call Seamus. If he's, if he's too busy, just Seamus, don't answer if you are listening. If you're not, well. If you... Oh, thanks, Seamus. Yeah, thanks, thanks Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So let's go to Reggie's rec room. Oh, yeah. Hi, Nintendo fans. Reggie here. Thank you for your never-ending support. Such a nice man. For giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget. Ever. Dre's not allowed to drink. No, I'm not allowed to drink. <laughs> I've been banned. He's banned. We had to call a taxi for him already, Reggie. Yeah. Oh, dear. You know, you're going to talk, Reggie? Like, we gave you a mobile phone so you could talk to us. <laughs> so I'm gonna Reggie. Tr- we're going to try and ring. We're going to try and ring Seamus. See what he's up to. Oh, my God. Yeah. If he doesn't answer, it's all fine. We've got other people in the chat. Uh, hello. I mean, hello, Mr. Drew. He's there. Hello, Seamus. How you going, man? You're live on the house tomorrow. How you going, mate? Oh, thank you. Thank you for the call. Hey, Drew. Hey, Bryce. Hey, what's going on, man? 
Not much. I was just watching this cool stream on, on Twitch with these two Ooh. guys, South Aussies, who did this Nintendo podcast. Oh, disgusting. It's all right. Sounds, sounds awful. Did you catch the start of it when Drew <laughs> almost destroyed it entirely? Um, I I did. I did see that, Drew. No! <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I said, you can't see it in audio form. Just cut it out. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Just yeah. delete the VOD, cut it out. The people who experience the live stream are experiencing it now. Yeah. It's um, a true a true treasure, treasured moment of the House of Mario history. Yeah. It's a, it's quite frustrating because usually we have a drink and I've uh, never knocked it over, let alone and usually it goes on, on the equipment. Yeah. Usually yeah. it goes on off without a hitch, but you know what? I tell you what, it's the camera that does it. It's it's the camera. It's 100% the yeah. camera that does. It's the camera's it. fault. Yeah, it's 100% the camera's Should fault. Should just turn it off. Yeah. Mm. And just talk. Yeah. Fuck you, camera. <laughs> so, Seamus, how you been, man? Um, I haven't talked to you in a month or so since you last been down here, so. I know, yeah. We've been we've been messaging about a certain PlayStation exclusive. We have in, been, yeah. In recent weeks. Um, it's been good. And unfortunately, I haven't been playing as much Switch as I'd like because of it. I'm, I'm feeling quite... Um, Guilty. I haven't been to my Animal Crossing town in what feels like a month. Uh, I don't yeah, think it's, it's been, been quite that long. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same yeah, way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've killed my so villagers. I've been, been meaning to get back into that. <laughs> yeah, do they die? Do you, are you meant to speak to them? <laughs> the kind of thing? Um, however, <laughs> like you were saying earlier this episode about the new Pepper Mario game, I've never played one before. And my girlfriend and I are going to be picking it up together, and Ooh, it looks great. Cool. Like it, yeah. it, it looks, it looks really, really good. Like I'm really excited to play it. Like I've heard not so great things. Like Bryce said earlier in the show about most recent ones, yeah. um, and so you know, it seems like it's going to be a good jump, jumping on point for for me, which you know is great. Like it, it looks great. It's you know, I've never played an RPG Mario game before. I haven't played an RPG properly for a while, so feel like I'm getting that RPG kind of itch and just the art style is just so nice like I, I I love the look of it a lot like it just looks like it would just be a visual pleasure to, to play like a lot of like a lot of Nintendo games but it seems like especially this one yeah it'll be nice after the last of us so it might be a bit of fresh air <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different yeah definitely colors. change yeah yeah <laughs> much more vivid not just drab wet Seattle. Yeah. yeah. yeah very true. I mean, just personally, I'm looking forward to just uh, going around and checking like every corner and peeling back stuff and getting the collectibles. I'm so, sort of just looking forward to that. I'm not even thinking about, um, I guess, the battling and all of that stuff. I'm just looking forward to the exploration. Yeah. I mean, and the cute little puzzles and, and stuff as well uh, look look really cool from the trailers they've shown so far. So, yeah, yeah like it looks like a really robust, you know, all-round cute Nintendo experience but I'm very excited for it I'll get to my Animal Crossing villages eventually maybe in a few months <laughs> <laughs> all the new content just came out Seamus how could you says it the, says I can I can swim now um, <laughs> you can swim now you can dive for scallops and give them to Pascal there's the stoner beaver dude yeah, that Pascal. will like really Pascal like you know what more what more could you want you know that's very good points, bro. I mean, if you're in the southern hemisphere on your game anyway, you've also got snow. That's true. That, that has been very pretty. That has been very nice. Um, I haven't done the snowman thing yet. I no, do want to do that. I probably won't get around to it either. <laughs> I really like the uh, winter events, though. I think the snowman stuff's pretty fun. 
Maybe, but it, it feels it's kind of cute, awkward yeah. and offset because it's it's you know I mean it is an, our actual winter, but because it's not Christmas, it's like it's strange. It is strange because usually in Animal Crossing, obviously we can't change to the southern hemisphere. So usually when it is snowing, it's got the Christmas lights at the, up at the same time, but yeah. just without the lot without the lights, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like our, our sort of um, Christmas time in general is weird because it's just real hot and sunny and like the lights and all of that don't sh- like stand out until like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait for there to be uh, kangaroo reindeer decorations in summer. It'll there happen. better be. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. You have you have six white boomers playing in the background. Mm. <laughs> God damn. So Seamus... Um, Bryce actually brought up this question before. Like, what questions do we ask a lot of the people um, calling in? And I guess the the question was, if you could get rid of one Nintendo console, what would it be? And if you say the Wii U, what's another one? Out of the main lines, <laughs> not the handhelds. <laughs> Out of the main lines, not the handhelds. Because it's pretty. It's going to be pretty obvious, I think. I um, I don't know. I actually don't yeah. think I would look, pick the look, Wii U. I, to, to put in the Wii U's defense. Um, I think it was the precursor to what the Switch is mm-hmm. and what led to what the great, awesome, best console ever made uh, is the Switch that we have now. So, you know, they needed to stumble in order to get to greatness where they are now. So, you know, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all part of the, 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 the journey for Nintendo. So I wouldn't, you know, Wii wasn't good. Like, I'm not going to argue it was good. Um, but, you know, it, it has its place in, in, in gaming history. A bag a, a console I wouldn't want though. Like, uh, like I played PlayStation consoles more growing up, so I don't have a huge affinity for many of the old um, Nintendo consoles. Really, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. Um, you just have to get hmm. just have to get rid of one. Just uh, yeah, just give your personal just, opinion. Just, drop drop kick it in the yeah. bin because of its control. The, game, the GameCube just because it's not a cube. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to double. Logical. I'm going to double down on that. Actually, I think I probably would remove the GameCube. I think I would. Mm. You know why? You're gonna why? I'm looking forward to saying the chat after. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> Was that okay? So we had Mario Sunshine. Most people debate that that's one of the worst 3D Mario's. We had Wind Waker, which is debated as one of the best Zelda's. Yeah, yeah. Which would would suck to lose, but I don't think like. You know, losing Wind Waker would absolutely detract from Zelda whatsoever. Uh, we had Double Dash. Double Dash was good, but, you know, you've got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I don't think you're going to get any better than that anyway. <laughs> um, you've got some Fire Emblem games, which uh, they're great too, but, you know, the, the Wii had some good ones as well. Uh, and then you had Melee, and that was probably the selling, selling point for the the console the most. And if you could remove melee from existence, just stop people fucking playing it at Evo. <laughs> oh, I would do it. <laughs> I respect that opinion Boom. on so many levels, bro. Well, no, I'm sick of, I'm sick of melee. And I, I think most of the community, uh, for, for the most part, um, I think it was like a couple of years ago where people would just like get absolutely irritated because you'd have people playing uh, Brawl competitively and all you could hear in the background was melee people screaming their lungs off at the melee screens. <laughs> but We're so, so, so sophisticated over here playing Super Smash Brothers Brawl and here you are being so loud and rowdy in the background. I tell you what, you melee players are just plain awful. 
Don't clip that and send it to anyone who loves Melee. Now listen. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> now listen, Dash, I don't like that opinion of Smash altogether can go in the bin. Melee can go in the bin. That's fine. But don't you uh, don't you touch my Smash. Holy shit, he said that too. That's disgusting. Dash. Yeah, well, that's, that's very dramatic, yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got other we've got other opinions sort of in here regarding that question, but they might uh, come on to discuss it. Yeah, 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 we will we will get people on to discuss that question. I think that's a yeah. very important question we can discuss. Yeah. So, Seamus, thank you very much for answering my phone call. Uh, no, no worries. Thank you so much for calling and letting me be part of this, you know, big anniversary for you guys. And let me just say congrats. You know, 150 episodes. That's, that's quite a bit. You know, you guys have been doing it for for a couple of years now, and I think that's. That's fantastic. You know, it's been an awesome creative avenue for you for you both and I think you've really been able to show your personalities and make, you know, some really unique content and a really awesome uh, Nintendo podcast that stands out from the mass of them that are, that are out there. So I think that deserves a lot of praise. So, yeah, congrats and looking forward to the 200th and 250th and the thousandth, you know, just if we get and that dominating all Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's really. Thanks, dude. I'll see you next time you're in town, dude. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> see ya. All right. Man, what a very nice man. He is, he is a lovely man. Love lovely. that Seamus Mullins. Yeah. You know, he used to run a radio show. He did. Yeah. 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 I know you know that. A real you ra- were on it. <laughs> yeah. A, a real radio show. Yeah. A real radio show. Not a fake one like yeah. us. They're not taking bloody Krakens and spilling over his gear. <laughs> We're Radio- fake. <laughs> Radio- I don't Radio. even wear glasses. <laughs> yes, I do. I can't fucking see a thing. All right. So who else would like to come on? We'll give you a call. Yeah, if anybody wants to come, put your hands on. Um, I, I'm actually interested that somebody uh, somebody said GameCube straight up. Because, um, you know, at, at the time, it was for me, it was like... Uh, either NES yep. or GameCube, I think. And I think GameCube is actually probably more logical. So that's a surprise. Mm. Um, I saw some people like were putting their opinions for the handhelds down there. Was it, do handhelds count in this conversation or? I'm saying mainline consoles mainly because you could remove a lot of handhelds from Nintendo's library and honestly it would make a huge difference. Like you could remove... Uh, you can remove the Game Boy Pocket or Game Boy Color pretty easily because either one can interchange on most of their games. Mm. And then you've got um, the GBA, GBA SP, which, again, wouldn't matter a hell of a lot. Uh, then you've got DS, DSi. That wouldn't matter a hell of a lot. Then you've got 3DS. That wouldn't matter a hell of a lot because at the end of the day, they all play a huge subselection of games. I think um, what I was more aiming for with the question is the fact that uh, the only real backwards compatible. Uh, oh, sorry, we've got Delfino Durans on the house of Murray. How you going, dude? Connection struggling apparently. Oh, Discord's doing its thing again. It is. Can you hear us, dude? Uh, yes, I can. Hello, how are you going? Oh, I'm I'm doing all right. I had to wake up real early to uh, look at the sorry to watch the stream. It's about six thirty my time. Wow, yeah, very much appreciated. It's that a, is really awesome. It's all right, you've been here the whole time. 
we have patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like we had to have patience with Drew. Yeah, oh my God, I need patience for myself. <laughs> I, I, I have no patience for it's myself. Right. Sorry, you'll never live it down in some ways. No, no. It was a pretty bad blunder. Oh my God, it was shocking, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, episode 200, people gone back. All right, you know, don't ruin your new mixer. Just yeah. don't do it. Dash, I'll get, ba- get back to you on that later. That question you asked in the chat. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, okay. I just had to let him know that. So Delfino, uh, I guess if you could get rid of one Nintendo console, what would it be? Is that Discord struggling again? Oh boy, is that Discord struggling again? That is Discord struggling again. Uh, it's it's all right. Discord's been absolute terrible lately. Did it work? Are you still there? I don't know. Yes, I am. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's not your fault. Um, Discord's been having problems the past few days, I've noticed. So, Alrighty. Yeah. Well, I have a pretty hot take. If I had to get rid of one console, I'd say it's the N64. Oh. I know a lot of people <laughs> are no. just adore it. As, I'm sorry, but I know people just adore it. I know it was like their childhood, but personally, I never grew up on the N64 games, and I feel like a lot of them are very overblown in what they do i've tried to go back to you know mario 64 i've tried to play ocarina of time but they're just too janky for me like i don't know they're just a bit too awkward yeah i can respect that yeah i mean that's the thing i remember in in high school like i played mario 64 when i was young enough and keep it active yeah i absolutely love like just the art style like i know it looks like super janky but i i love it and then um, spoilers, yeah. I guess spoilers for Mario Odyssey, when you can get the Mario 64 Mario skin for Mario once you finish the game. That was nostalgia. All I, was, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, yeah. I'm never getting rid of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah, the nostalgia is yeah. huge. And like a, a friend of mine, I, I was saying to him, like, you need to play Mario 64. It's like one of the best Mario games ever made. And he went to it. And I guess just with going to it in, I guess, the 2015 or whenever it was, it was just... Uh, too hard to do the camera controls and everything and everything looked blurry and it was just sort of hard to pick up and I can I can sort of get around that for games that I missed when I was a kid and going back to them now it's just really hard to sort of pick up some 3D retro games mm, yeah. um, oh totally especially with their controls like I, 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 I don't understand that N64 controller it's it's so so janky like there's three places you gotta hold and you got two hands <laughs> Do I need a third hand? Come on. Yeah. The 64 has some of my favorite games of all time. But I can tell you now, I have been through four of those controllers when I was a kid. And not only are they janky, but their control sticks sucked ass. And we learned to live with it when they were holding over to the side constantly. Like if you think Joy-Con drift was bad now, holy hell, nobody ever played a Nintendo 64 in 2020. Oh, I know. And it's like, when you get rid of the GameCube, you're getting rid of that perfect controller. I'll say right now, the the GameCube is one of the best controllers. Yeah. I I mean, I can agree. Yeah. I mean, you've even got a wireless one for your Switch. I do. I do. But I also think the Pro Controller is a very nice controller. Yeah, I love the Pro Controller Switch Pro. Yeah. Yeah. I've never invested in a Pro Controller, so I can't really talk much on it. That's fair. Yeah. So you play, uh, it, yeah. it, it always kind of, um, I guess it kind of baffles me when I hear like people play their Switch on the TV just with Joy-Cons with the grip. 
Ooh, like that's a pretty. It is a pretty rough experience. It's, it's only coming from me because I'm used to the pro controller, and it is a very expensive controller. So yeah. don't get me wrong. Like it's 110 Australian, so that's like probably a couple of games you can get instead of a, a controller. Yeah, that's which, right. Which yeah. you know, oh, it, yeah. especially with the pro controller, it does have like two very glaring problems, um, which annoy me personally. Which is just like the triggers not being mm-hmm. analog. And the D-pad, which just does not work properly for platforming games. Yep. Yeah. But it's it's a very nice premium controller in terms of like how it's built. Everything else is awesome. Yeah. yeah. If you're playing a 3D game or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought a wired uh, pro controller recently. It's like a third-party one just okay, so cool. I can not beat up on my Joy-Con so much just because I'm worried about them. Yeah. And is that, that the does the job. One? But, yeah. Is it a Power A one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those oh, controllers are nice, both wired and wireless. Yeah. 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 Power Power A, you have done a really good job at um, giving easy access to third party with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, every Power A third party controller I've touched, I've not had a problem with. Yeah. They feel a bit. They feel a little <laughs> bit cheaper, maybe, but they definitely do the job. And like that's that's better than saying something like uh, Mad Cats back in the day. Like Mad Cats was just like Oh my god, Mad Cats. <laughs> I still have a Mad Cats uh, memory card. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's so janky because some games it'll be like, oh, we don't understand this memory card. Can we delete all the save data off of it <laughs> so we can make our game work? And it's like, no, you yeah. cannot. That was Mad Cats in a nutshell. Yeah, well, like with with memory cards, it is not worth like the ten dollars saving. No, but it's only like your mum oh, who will go and pick up a cheap memory card. <laughs> it's like you like oh, you'll yeah. never do but it. That was, oh yeah, but that's the only memory card we have. The only other one is the Animal Crossing one, which is full of Animal Crossing save data. So okay, all oh, right, so that would be a <laughs> devastating save to lose animal, the Animal yeah. Crossing one. Yeah. yeah, and hard to recover. Yeah, yeah. but no, I was trying to play. Ocarina of Time, uh, the Master Quest edition, and it was like, we don't like your memory card. Can we delete all the save data? And I'm like, I don't need to play no. Ocarina of Time that badly. No, especially now it's on a 3DS and looks better nowadays. On the- oh yeah, the 3DS version is the best one. Mm-hmm. Is that is that one of the reasons why you might be happy getting rid of the Nintendo 64? Because um, we actually got a few yeah. Nintendo 64 ports on Switch. Yes, we did. Mainly, it's that a lot of N64 games, I can come up with a equivalent that is uh, just as good or better on, you know, different consoles. Mm-hmm. It's like Mario 64, you can bring up Mario Sunshine, Galaxy, all the 3D Marios. Zelda, you know, a lot of the Zeldas have been remade, or there's just different ones like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Gotta play Twilight Princess HD because it's so blurry on uh, Wii and GameCube. It's mm-hmm. I, I can't get over how blurry that game was. Like Mario Party, different Mario Parties came out later. Um, yeah, but they weren't Pokemon, as good as the ones I on 64. Coliseum. That's all good. That was still real good. Stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like all good. Stadium. It's just kind of come up with their sequels later down the line. Yeah. Um, I have a big counter argument though, and, and a lot of people either, will either uh, not agree with me or agree with me, and that is uh, Banjo Kazooie come out on that console. Ah, uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, got him. Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, but I but I got you. Rare replay. 
Oh, God. It's not him. the same. And the and the game is the game is still buggy on this on the Xbox to this day. You can still activate a glitch in Banjo's house where if Banjo picks up notes in the minigame paintings, they stop existing in the actual game. So you can't hundred percent a file, you literally have to delete and go back. They didn't even go back and fix that glitch from the sixty four. Uh, it's gotta be authentic. It's not authentic, <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. Oh, because you have yeah. trophies on the Xbox. Yeah. So you oh. That was the one achievement you didn't get, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the one achievement I didn't get in my AL playthrough. It was very sad. Yeah, no, I never played uh, either of the banjo games. I haven't actually played any rare games just because by the time I was playing video games, the buyout had already happened and I didn't own a Microsoft console. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you missed a golden, uh, golden set of games there. It was like. Rareware was everything from the end of SNES. Yeah. Rare, Rare Replay really needs to come to PC and Switch. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And I hope it does happen. Yeah. I would love to see Banjo back on the on the platform he should belong on. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Delfino, thank you very much for joining us today. And I just want to say uh, your support on Discord mm-hmm. and everything is so appreciated. We can't thank you enough. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, wait, can I actually talk about one more topic before I go? Go for it. it. Okay, I wanted to talk about Paper Mario a bit. Um, I'm on the side that this Paper Mario is looking really good, and people who, you know, are still thinking about Thousand Year Door, that has been 15 years ago at the very least, Uh and I just think that's a bit like they're being unfair when they're comparing. Intelligence systems is completely different than what they were 15 years ago. There's new people. There's different, you know, people working on the game. I think if they still have the mentality that it's going to be like previous paper, that's just the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. And if that's the case, you should look to other games to satisfy that need. Like Bug Tales, it just, if you read the old Paper Mario Itch, you want to play that one or whatever else. And I don't think Paper Mario is in danger of uh, going out because right now it's really the only Mario RPGs. Sadly, uh, and so sadly, Alpha Dream had uh, gone mm, bankrupt, yeah. and they were the only other one. So I think Paper Mario is a safe, it'll it'll keep going, just because it's the really only one. I really hope Paper uh, Mario and Luigi comes back, though, because Alpha Dream at the very end was like, at the very end, it was just, they weren't selling a lot, but the content they were producing was really good. Like, yeah. nobody bought uh, the Bowser's Inside Story no. remake, but if you did buy it, it was great. It was, it, it was, was pretty good. It, yeah, it was, and the content they added, like they added a story for Junior, it actually makes mm. you like Junior as opposed to other games. Yeah. But the big problem is that Bowser's Inside Story was barely ten that year. It did not need a remake. It looks the best. Yeah, the the original Part game. Time, I feel actually looks better than the remake because the remake was like that I sort of three D style. It is very much opinion whether the remake will look better or not. Like with Superstar Saga, you could say it definitively looks better. But again, there's just charms that are lost. And I mean, Partners in, or sorry, well, Partners in Time could have used the remake more because that game has really yeah. bad controls. It's not until you play it, but it's like there's a bajillion bro commands. They're all hidden somewhere. You have four buttons to worry about. The controls in that game aren't great. I and that's like that the main though. thing that's holding it back. That talk? and it's kind of long, but yeah, it's long and the controls are really hard to remember. 
at times. I think that game so was remake would have helped. I think the get that game was sort of made with the intention that people played Superstar Saga first, and um, exactly th- there are a lot and of that people you're... that um, we had in our friend group that picked it up and. I wouldn't say dabbled as much in Superstar Saga, if at all. And, I mean, we were just dedicated mm-hmm. to play it because it was a good Mario RPG at its core. It just had some glaring problems. And I think, uh, you know, aside from that, it, it was it was definitely a really good game. Hmm. Yeah, it is, it's not a bad game. I think people are easy to be like, oh, you know, it's bad. But it's just, it's the least best in the way that a lot of uh, great games are least best. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it is it's very much a shame, but I'm very excited for this new Paper Mario. Um, it seems like they're taking the criticisms from Color Splash a lot better, i.e. less toads, which th- that is the worst thing for me is the fact that they can't do original characters anymore. Yeah. Like, come on, just make some unique looking toads. <laughs> I'd say it's not that hard, powers. but what do I know? Okay, well, I've talked long enough. That's it for me. Thank you so much for... Oh, that's okay. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for your support because, you know, you're one of our top ones. Thank you. No worries. All right. I'll hang up now. Thank you. (laughs) No worries. See ya. Very nice. It's the first time we've ever talked to Defino, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll give give, uh, Meta a ring. Hopefully he's ready. (laughs) Oh, my God, Meta. Are you ready? Oh, my God, Meta. Dun, 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 dun. One of our boys from the very start. Real cool. Yeah, certainly was. That's if he can connect. Yeah, he's having he's in a motel room at the moment on Wi-Fi. Let's see how he goes. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, man. So Dash what does it say there? Uh, you're alone in this call because he's not here yet. <laughs> okay. All right. We're just talking to ourselves in this call, bros. Yeah. Um, if this doesn't go through, we'll queue up someone else just in case. I'm just going to read some things while we're waiting. Yeah. What's going on in the so, chat? So um, we've, uh, yep. Okay. Uh, Dash is saying, see you later. I will see you later, Dash. And yes, I will talk to you later in regards to what was said earlier. Um, we also. <laughs> Paper Mario. I think we offended him. <laughs> <laughs> um Dash said something. I would love to say something about this, but I can't, so I'm not going to touch that because I don't know what he knows. Um, so we got, we got, we got Luke. He'll be able to talk at the moment. So Luke, we are ringing you, my friend. Yep. Cool. Um, all right. We're connecting. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. You good? Um, and then uh, it was. Where was it? Uh. In regards to my achievements, Ash said, I got all the achievements on mine, but I actually did those paintings last about the banjo glitch. Oh, right. Yeah, because that was the only way to get through it because you still had to do those paintings for an achievement. Yeah. Luke, welcome to the House of Mario. Again. Hi, Drew and uh, Brett. You had to think about it for a second. Yeah, well, sometimes I've got to think about your name sometimes too. <laughs> oh, wow. Friends for years. No, I don't really. Decades. Even. I have, I've got to think about whether I call you BLT or the Beefcake. That's or true. The big old Bryce or mm-hmm. Brycey McBeardface or yeah, yeah for <laughs> whatever sure. it is. So, Luke, how you going, man? How's it? How's it been over the last? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, congrats on 150 episodes. It's been very good. 
Thank you very Thank much, you, man. man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a, a bit of a mess, this show. We've been spilling stuff on. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say where. I, uh, I stuffed up the start. I spilt stuff on my gear. Um, You're just nervous, mate. I'm, I'm a bit nervous. I got the shakes. Shaking like a... Wow. Like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's great for audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> People are watching. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> Perfect quote yeah, well, right now. Yeah, Bryce fights for his friends as well, so... <laughs> Uh, so I guess the the kick off our conversation, Luke. Uh, what Nintendo console would you get rid of if you could get rid of one? Well, I was thinking about this when you were talking to the other guests, but I think I would say the Wii. Even though it did make Nintendo a ton of money, I think they kind of learnt the wrong lessons from it, like with all the casual stuff, and then they made the Wii U, which was a big flop. Uh, but I love the Wii U. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, the Wii is my answer. Yeah, like I, from just like the library of games, obviously you got the Galaxy games, um, Twilight Princess, Skull Sword, like you got you got the big ones and I do agree that it did set Nintendo off on, I guess, the wrong track to the Wii U and gave them, a, I guess, a false sense of security. Like if you look at the, uh, the sales data for the Wii, like it just, it wasn't that good apart from Wii Sports, Mario Kart, like it their titles really didn't yeah. sell that well. There was a lot of shovelware. Yeah, especially here when you're looking at how well Switch games are selling because it is targeting the audience that will consume their content. Yeah. But I will say if yeah, they didn't true. if they didn't have it that success from the Wii after the GameCube and Nintendo 64, I don't know if we would even have the Wii U or the Switch afterwards. Like it was pretty dire. It it might have yeah, we might have been in the position. Yeah. Was that sorry, Luke? I was looking very down because like the sales start at the NES and then each console slowly goes down and down and down to the GameCube and then there's a big spike mm. uh, for the Wii and then the game uh, Wii U all the way down in the sales again and now the Switch is up. So mm. if there wasn't mm. that spike for the Wii, I think things could have turned out very different. But still, I think they kind of did some things wrong with the Wii, like making such an underpowered console focusing on casual games so much yeah um, even though there was some good stuff on the Wii but. yeah because like the way like the, the first three years when Bryce and I we absolutely loved the Wii from 2007 to 2010 we were playing Brawl we were playing Guitar Hero Mario Kart we we're just like enjoying it but the time come when just the hardware was showing its age uh, it wasn't getting a lot of third party games we were getting interested in so come 2010 you know we sort of moved on to Xbox and um, PlayStation there for a bit and just like dipping back in for stuff like Skyward Sword and obviously playing Smash Bros when we caught up. But mm. um, yeah, there was that bit where it was looking real dire and I think they could have used, um, I wouldn't have called it the Wii U, but like the Wii 2, I guess, around like the three-year mark, upgrade pretty quickly yeah. to sort of catch up with the, um, I guess, the industry to get some more ports and games on there. But yeah, I mean, that that's a, that, that's a good take. I like it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I 100% agree um, in a lot of aspects, but I think I think the thing that concerns me most with the Wii is how many developers really wanted to put their cash in on it, no matter how much it took. And I like to point games out like the Call of Duty ports and stuff like that about this as well, mm. because those games were made for marginally more powerful hardware and they suffered an absolute shit ton just by going down. And it just felt like that Activision wanted to sort of cash in on that. But that happened with like a lot of um, games that were sort of on Xbox and PS3. And, you know, I, I appreciate them trying to do it to a degree, but I don't think it was so much out of the goodness of, out of, uh, of their heart more than it was 
the fact that everybody owned a friggin' Wii. So um, it did sort of inspire, I guess, I guess just some really sort of janky versions of games that really just shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been released. And they did the same with the DS as well with the Call of Duty games. Mm. And it, yeah, it didn't work too well. And um, yeah, some of the, some of the bad, um, I guess clout that developers have been getting nowadays. And we talk about one fairly often being EA in that they'll release a half-assed or like watered down version of a game on the console. And then they'll bitch when it doesn't sell when they're selling it for full price. Like we've already complained about burnout paradise remastered like that game. It was on, uh, was it steam or humble bundle? I sent drew a picture. It was either a steam or humble bundle sale and it was $16. Well, yeah, on on the PlayStation Network, it was twelve, and the original plot price is uh, twenty five, and yeah. it's seventy on Switch. It's seventy on Switch. Yeah, and I I feel like the the Wii actually inspired some of those bad habits um, with some companies in general, and I think EA is probably one of those as well. Um, in that, if it's on Nintendo, we can charge money for it because it did well on Nintendo on the Wii, mm. and I feel like. Uh, it, it's just been a recurring thing ever since. They did the same thing with Mass Effect 3 and they were like, eh, it's not selling. That's really annoying. It's like, well, when you make a, when you port a, a, the third game of a trilogy, you know, over when the whole thing is supposed to be about moving your save data up, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and wasn't that around the time when they released the like trilogy on whichever console, but then it they only was. released the third one on the Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It made no sense. And by the time you got to the end of it, you could buy uh, Mass Effect Three on the Wii U for the cost of a meat pie. It went that cheap. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it was, it was absolutely shocking. And they wondered why it didn't sell. It's because they didn't put the trilogy on there. The trilogy where it's all about making your own decisions and the save carrying on. Yeah, they just released the last game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. I don't know what they were thinking. And they like EA has constantly made decisions in regards to Nintendo like that ever since. Mm. And it just makes no sense. Yeah, just the, the, how they publish games on Nintendo platforms just makes no sense whatsoever. Mm. Like at all. No, yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think that actually goes back as far as the Wii in terms of inspiration. Mm. Because they saw how much the Wii sold and they were like, oh, Oh, this is a good cash grab. The next console is going to be really good. And then they went on to the Wii U and then they fucking did half-ass shit the entire time just yeah. to try and grab some of that money, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think I think the Wii is to blame for that. Yeah. So, Luke, if we can get rid of the Wii, maybe uh, none of that will happen. I don't think we would have a Nintendo to talk about as a, as a hardware maker anymore if it wasn't for the Wii, though. Is there anything you would really miss on the Wii? Myself. What about what about what about you, Luke? Luke. What, what would yeah? What would you miss on the Wii if uh, it didn't exist? Um, well, there were a few good games on the Wii that wouldn't exist otherwise, like No More Heroes or the GoldenEye remake or um, I can't think of much else. Or even like uh, some of the other big games like Xenoblade, which I'm playing right now on the Switch. Mm, true. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Or the last story. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it'd be like um, Smash Bros. Brawl, Galaxy. Yeah. Galaxy 1, 2, um, Twilight Princess, which, you know, we'd have it on GameCube, I guess. Um, 
Uh, GameCube version is better anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Especially now, like, when you go back, you're just like, all right, I just want to play the controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that. Guess um, you've got your Metroid Prime corruption. You're all forgetting about the best one, Wii Sports. Yeah, Wii Sports. Oh, yeah, I'd actually course. kind of miss Wii Sports to, to yeah, a degree. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon I've put a couple, like, no, maybe not a couple hundred hours, but over a hundred hours into Wii Sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I probably have played a lot of it as well. Yeah. Um, you can actually check on your Wii. They had the time as the messages each day. It did, yeah. Remember, they had told you each day you get a message delivered to you. Yeah. Like, oh, I've been playing Wii Sports for eight hours. I'm dedicated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I feel like that game was just... That's why I never really understood 1-2-Switch not being a tie-in game because that game just... It was the reason people bought Wiis. They could have they done the same thing with the Switch to half a degree, too. Mm. You know? I really hope we do get something that's more of, like, a solidified Wii Sports experience back on the Switch in some way. But yeah. I know that at the same time, the Joy-Cons aren't that well suited for it either. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, Buddy Watson says, Wii Sports, that's all. Just port to Switch. Uh, we've got uh, uh, someone in the chat. Uh, P3D1LW4D4. <laughs> Pedal uh, water. <laughs> you mean? Hey. Pedal water. Is that what that says? I mean, yeah, if you speak in leak speak, pedal water. I don't speak in league speak. Damn. Uh, they say Fire Emblem on Wii was dope. No, I never actually played um, yeah, Fire Emblem. Yeah, it was a good game. One. I never yeah. played it either, but I know it was a good game. Yeah. Um, Ash says he would miss Brawl, uh, uh, but uh, Smash, that really got me into Smash. Yeah, well, it's the Smash that really got me into Smash as well. Just Dance will be released on the Wii yeah. in 2040. You know what? I believe it. Yeah. And Delfino <laughs> also says that like, the, the GameCube version is blurry and you could actually um, get some like different cables for the Wii to make it look quite pretty. Uh, you got oh, the, yeah. you got the HD version now, obviously, but I had um, the HD cables for the Wii. Yeah, the Wii version was capable of widescreen and looking better at the time. Yeah, so that was that. Just got a waggle. You got a swaggle and point and waggle, 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 waggle. Yeah. So, I guess Luke, we'll uh, we'll leave you there, man. Thank you very much for um, joining us for episode one hundred and fifty, uh, and thank you very yeah, much for coming. Yep. Thanks. No Thanks, worries. man. See you, dude. See ya. Bye. All right. Yeah, what another very nice man. It was very nice. It was good to good to talk to Luke again. He's been on the show a couple times now, and even live. Mm. Yeah, when we were at PAX. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be a thing I'm going to miss out on this year. We've obviously no PAX. Oh no, we won't be able to see like you know Luke, Tam, yeah, those guys, yeah. Buddy, everyone. Yeah, tell <laughs> me. About just like a lot of people in the chat at the moment. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Swaggle you. Swaggle you, you're speaking my language, says Paul. <laughs> Swaggle. <laughs> All right. I see Metadox in the chat. Kind of want to give him one more shot. Oh, we'll, give him a, we'll give him a few shots. You know, I'll uh, give Meta all the chances he needs to get on the show, especially yeah. when he's got uh, the shit Wi-Fi and he's probably watching this <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. He might, he might pick up. He might. It's, Who knows? It's telling me again you're alone in this call. Yeah, yeah. We, no, we'll see. He might be trying to connect. I'm trying to bring him in. I'm tr- we're trying. We're trying. Shit, hotel Wi-Fi. Shit, hotel Wi-Fi. Shit, Dude, your hotel job. Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, well. um, there's been a lot of discussion, actually. Has been. Hmm. Um, let's see. Because I love looking back. There's a ton of shovelware on Wii. Um, Meta said a while ago, I don't know what the problem was. Should I call you instead, Drew? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to hang up. Give us a call. Yeah. 
We'll talk. Because I've got all the time in the world for Meta. He's been with us since almost Absolutely. the very start. Yeah, yeah. Another fellow uh, South Australian. Um, so it'd be kind of weird because I never, I never listened to like a real local podcast when I was, um, I guess, his age. Yeah, like growing up. Yeah, so it'd be weird, kind of like hearing from like other, I <laughs> guess, different like, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Matter if you can hear us, call now. Call us, man. Yeah, come come into the chat. Um, you, you can do it, bro. Ash also wants to have a chat, so we'll uh, get him on board, and then there you go. Discord plus my internet right now is not having fun, says Meta. Man, all right, all right. Um, we'll see if uh, it improves, but Ash. We'll, we'll give, give Ash a call we'll while, give you we're, a ring, Ash. while we're working on it. Ash, we'll give you a ring on Facebook Messenger. All right, Ash. You're going to get it, mate. You're going to get it, man. Mm. If you tell me, you better not remove Nintendo 64. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. It's okay. You're allowed to your own opinion. Haven't got the Wii U yet. No. And that's surprising because I think, I think because like, again, Wii U was sort of the precursor to the Switch. Mm. And it had really good software. It was, yeah. yeah. I'll get, I'll talk about one I'll get rid of later. Ash Wallace. Hello, my friend. Hello, Ash. You How are, are you, live man? on the House of Murray. How are you going, dude? I am fantastic. Very happy to be here. So good to hear your voices. Oh, yes, it is. It's oh. good to hear yours too. Yeah. I mean, you've been hearing our stupid <laughs> voice for the last I don't know, hour or so. Hour and a half. Damn. So, <laughs> and been doing it every week as well. I think this is the first time we've actually spoken since PAX, so it's very good to hear your voices again. Oh, actually, oh my god, has it been that long? I might have, no, no. I've seen you. At, I've seen you at the Somerset when you were down last. Oh yes, actually, yes. you had, you did. I did, you did indeed. Yes, getting his fill of chicken palm and beers, were you, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was with uh, a friend from childhood as well that you would definitely know. <laughs> He's a bit of a. He causes a bit of a ruckus. Oh, those ruckusing boys! <laughs> but I guess, uh, I guess, just to introduce you a bit, Ash. Um, Ash, you're a, a friend of ours from high school, and uh, one one of uh, my you know best mates from high school. And um, I, I always sort of described you as the guy who got along with everyone, and like whoever got introduced to you, like they just like I guess started to like you like really quick. Would you agree with that, Bryce? Oh yeah, for sure. You're like, nah, he he sucks. <laughs> no, the thing is, you, the weird the weird thing the weird thing about the situation, I suppose, is the amount of people that talked about Ash that was actually in my life before I met Ash probably reached a count of fifty before I even met Ash. Mm. Always, yeah. Come I up. actually had the exact same thing with you, Bryce. I because <laughs> I heard about you so many times. I didn't meet you until so late on. I was like, "How have we ever met?" <laughs> I don't it just know. Seems it's so unlike. It's like some black magic. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Somebody and it you know, and we're in, that we both couldn't be in. We both couldn't be in the same room at the same time. And I mean, we're in a situation now where you were actually living across the road from me for some time there. Yeah. I was when I was at my mom's place. Exactly. So how did it never oh, happen until like, gets, you know. It just gets more and more unlikely as the show goes on. It does. It does. But it's all right. We're here now. Yeah. I guess uh, before we jump to our question, Ash, uh, you're living in Melbourne at the moment. How's it How's it going with yeah. everything? How are you going? 
Oh, God. Well, I'm actually fortunate enough to be classed as an essential worker and I can't work from home. So I'm still able to leave my house to work. Mm. But apart from that, I, that's it. I can go sh- shopping for groceries and I can go out for exercise. But I mean, what what they class as exercise, they have not made clear. So like, I'm not even sure if I can just go for like a run. I don't know what I can do. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's where Quite I'm at. I've actually, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good excuse just to sit down and play some uh, video games. But there's, there's only so many games you can play before you go crazy, isn't there? Yeah, you sort of get... I never thought I'd be in this situation where I'm getting really over video games, but I am. Mm. Mm. I was in that position when I broke my leg. I'm like, all right, you know, at least there's a, there's a silver lining here. I can just sit down and play games and uh, I got sick of it actually pretty quick. I'm like, all right, I just want to yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I definitely know what it's like. Although maybe not exactly like that. I'm, I'd probably prefer lockdown than a broken leg. Yeah, maybe. I guess the broken leg only affects me though, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, prefer lockdown because it makes everyone else suffer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, so, Ash, uh, I mean, if you could get rid of one Nintendo console, what would it be? Uh, I, if I, if I was picking based solely on the console and the games, and it didn't affect anything else with Nintendo's future, I'd probably just say the NES, just because I was too young for it, never really played it, never had one. Mm. Yep. But if it did affect their future, I obviously wouldn't pick that because they probably yeah. wouldn't exist if it weren't for the NES. Um, I'm not. It's very tough. I'd almost pick the Wii as well if it weren't for Smash Brawl. Mm, yeah, that's I a big thing for me I, would, I think I'd probably have to go to GameCube as well because it just didn't do a whole lot for them yes. and I never had one. So I'm telling you, <laughs> we're not going to get much. a Wii U here, are we? I'll, I'll make sure of it, don't you worry. Yeah, you'll, you'll be the one to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing like with, if it's not the Wii U, what one is it? Because I, I would mean, definitely pick the Wii U. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just like I feel like everyone's going, yeah, the Wii U. Like, you know, I feel like the Wii U is so much of an obvious choice, and yeah. like even to even to yeah. that degree, I think the reason it's an obvious choice is more about the hardware than it is the software, because a lot of the software on the Wii U was genuinely good. Yeah, well, I am one of the only people that was actually a big fan of the Wii U. I had yeah. one and I loved it, but. Obviously, like, I would pick that just solely based on it got no games because nobody wanted to touch it apart from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the games that they did release on it, some of them were pretty lackluster. So, yeah, yeah, but then yeah we, I'd be picking it just based on that. But then we got games like X, mm. which was a beautiful, yeah, beautiful game. Yeah, X was fantastic. And, like, Smash 4 was with, fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. it was awesome. Mario Kart 8, obviously, oh, yeah. was Smash 4 awesome. Was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the Mario Kart we have on Switch is eight, so yeah, that's yeah. where that came from. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, we're gonna have like every single Wii U game probably eventually. Might be missing <laughs> by the end of Switch's cycle. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope will. they port port X over. I would be, I'd, I'd, I'd throw my money at that really fast. How fast? Yes, as would I. <laughs> Faster than Chronicles, probably. Yeah, because just because I want to be able to access all the features that. Um, it doesn't really have access to anymore with the online. 
like the, the you can't really get on online play or anything anymore with X. They need to re-release it on something where people actually goddamn buy it. Yeah. Um, going back to the GameCube, uh, Dylan Blight, he brings up that uh, would Resident Evil be where it is now without the GameCube? And I'd say that it would be because it came to PS2 so quick <laughs> after the, the initial um, sort of exclusivity. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was also considered the best version by many people. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it already made like a pretty big name. I've seen in the chat as well. What was that? Sorry, I've actually just seen in the chat as well. Delfino's made a good point. Pikmin three came out on the Wii U, and I loved Pikmin three. Yeah, and we don't have that for Switch just yet. There are there are rumors that like there's a port coming out like this year for Pikmin three, but yep. who knows if that's legit or not? Paul, buddy, you're both. It would correct. be really cool, but I think it would be. Well, I never played the earlier ones, but I feel like it would be really difficult to go back from the Wii U control scheme for Pikmin to just a standard controller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with like the stylus, it was really quite good, and like that, that only got added yeah. in with a patch afterwards. That wasn't there at launch. That control scheme, so that was. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> no, yeah, it was patching after. Yeah, yeah, because initially everyone was just like, "All right, chuck the gamepad in the bin and just use the pointer for the Wii mode because point like the pointer controls just worked so much better for it." <laughs> mm-hmm. But then, sort of that functionality was patched in because I guess Nintendo got sort of figured it out. Like, are, 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 people aren't using the gamepad. And it's kind of it's like, why wasn't that there in the first place? Because what's the point of having the gamepad if you can't control it like that? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, exactly. things like that is purpose built for that exact game, and that was mm. yeah, we don't need it. Yeah, it's just one of the many baffling things where it's like, all right, this console just they didn't think about it much. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Ash, we might leave it there, man. Um, get another caller in. But thank you very much for joining us on episode 150. Right. Very much appreciated, dude. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me and congratulations on making it so far. I can't wait to listen on in the future. Yeah, Bryce, thank you, man. Bryce has been putting up with my shenanigans, bloody. For years. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor boy. <laughs> I was actually, just just quick tangent before I go, I was only explaining to one of my housemates, so you would know, um, is it's Mark. Yeah, yeah. Who used to live back there? I've got a brother named Dave. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> I was only explaining to him how um, sometimes when Bryce is talking about things and you just crack a quick joke, and I just get this feeling of tension when Bryce is, must just be looking at you going, Oh my God, shut the hell up. <laughs> 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 and that's exactly how I explained it to him. <laughs> that's beautiful. And is that, I love is that what it. happens? And I can't Pretty much. <laughs> I can't wait to keep listening. And awesome. thanks so much for having me on, guys. I'll let you get going. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. No worries. See ya. <laughs> See ya. So we did actually get a response from Henry. He said, Drew, I'm alone in your VC in, in VC in your DMs. So if you can get him like that, then you'd be good. Yep. And then you might be lucky. Can we connect to Meta? Can we connect to Meta? Is he there? Oh, we got we got a voice. We've got a voice. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Quick, don't drop the phone. Oh, no. I'm so sorry about the hassle. No, you're good. You're good, dude. Absolutely <laughs> You do sound a bit muffled, so we'll um, we'll, we'll move along with things. 
You're a good man. man. You're good. It's all part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this, this whole thing was set up for, was for the fun. Everyone in the chat and listening, like, when they've downloaded it onto their phone or whatever, they're like, who is this meta guy? He's illustrious. He's, he's mysterious. Who is it? We've got to find out who he is. And <laughs> yeah, it creates a story arc. Yeah, we're sort of getting there. We can, we can, you know, we can hear him a bit. Can you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is. There is. My sister's just walked up to me and looming over my shoulder, sorry. Don't Abby stop. Hi. Hey, Abby. How you going? <laughs> Welcome to the house, Mario. <laughs> Thank you. This is great content. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, happened, this happened last time I was on the show. It actually did. So, for, for yeah, anyone uh, that. Uh, Tune into episode 150. We had Meta and a few of the guys from the Discord in. And, um, 100. Yeah, episode 100. Um, yeah. He's, he sent in his audio and at the very end, he's, uh, I'm just like editing it. I'm like, oh, what's this bit at the end? And it's his like, sister just wrapping off his headset. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, don't do it. It's like, <laughs> 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 it's really hilarious. My, I, was, I was actually borrowing my sister's uh, headphones because I didn't have any at the time. All right. So, uh, she wanted them back and she wouldn't take no for an answer. It's all good. It's all good, man. So, Meta, uh, if you could get rid of one Nintendo console, what would that be? Uh, I've been dreading this question. I reckon I'd have to go with the Sony Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I know, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because a lot of the games from back then don't really hold up today. Mm. Because like a lot of the information you would get back in the day is from the manuals that you would get with the game. But of course, you don't you don't get them anymore. Yeah, that's true. With like, um, virtual console or the online stuff. Not without so, not without having to read the online manuals. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, also with the yeah. NES, it's sort of like it's – I kind of see it as sacred. Like I'll never say get rid of the NES just because that is how a lot of these franchises were established and like made their own thing and that's when they become like super prominent franchises for Nintendo. Um, but also like for the, the Super Nintendo, that's when a lot of these games would have evolved and become better and they're so, sort of the Super Nintendo era is – where we look fondly on like Link's Awakening, not Link's Awakening, uh, Link to the Past and like um, Mario World and that. That's where we like, we, I think that's those games refined and at their peak. So I can see like maybe going for it about there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Meta, yeah. you're, you're younger. So I guess you don't have that nostalgia for um, like the yeah. early 90s most as well. Of my, most of my experience from uh, playing. NES games is from emulation, so um, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the but, same um, for a lot of people, to be honest. Like um, a lot, a lot of experiences, especially especially in Australia, I feel aren't one hundred percent always from the original source material. And a lot of people picked up the NES Classic when it came out, and I'm not sure what the reason was, uh, for that for that was, but they just sold like absolute. Like yeah. mental down here. Well, yeah, I don't well, know what it is. The NES is just so iconic. I mean, it is, yeah. But like, um, just 
I, I remember people buying it and not thinking other much about it other than, oh, I remember the Nintendo. I loved it. I was a little kid when I played the Nintendo. I played it for five minutes and I enjoyed it and I never played it again. And then they went and picked up a mini NES and then that was it. And they were back. <laughs> yeah. You know, just it, playing off that nostalgia. I remember, I remember a lot of talk. I remember a lot of talk about the potential for like modding them, but I never saw that actually like, I never saw people actually modding them. Like oh, putting the, other games that weren't included on them. Shh, on them, I, I never really saw that. I did that. With, with <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it was ridiculously easy too. Like, yeah, it was so easy. the The problem with the um the problem with them is that they are very much just very basic little hardware. Um, that there was only two two complications with actually modding those things. And that was one, you had to keep the original cable to the console or equivalent. So if you tried to use another micro USB cable to do the hacking, it literally wouldn't work. Um, so you had to keep one of the consoles, uh, as long as it was a mini NES specific cable or mini SNES uh, specific cable that came with those two consoles, yeah, you could use them to mod. But you could not use any other micro USB. And the only thing it was doing was uh, you would download a program. It would copy, a, a, make a copy of your um, console kernel, I guess we'll call it, even though it's hardly a console, but you, a copy of your console kernel, it would save it so that you never lose that original copy of that kernel. And then it would just make, uh, it would just patch the kernel that's on the console mm. so that it just goes, all right, this game, any game can be on here. And then you could use that same software to add in box art. Um, it was like box art, game title, and some other stuff as well. And it would work just fine. And I mean, I did it to my SNES just for a project and it was it was really easy. It's cool how legit you can make it look too. Like oh just, yeah, very legit. It just plays yeah. plays the game, like the animation at the start and everything. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah. the games included. I put Chrono Trigger on my SNES. Mm. My mini SNES. Yeah. Everybody thought it wouldn't work because it's like 20 megabytes or something, but it did. It worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Meta, we might leave you there, man, just since you're a bit uh, crackly and hard to understand because of your yeah. uh, Wi-Fi. But thank you very much for joining us. And just, yeah, we had to have you here. Yeah, we've we got to just – we absolutely appreciate the support you give us so much. You've been yeah. here for 100-plus episodes, so thank you very much, man. Yeah, it's been, what, a year since episode 100? Wow. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. A while. Yeah. Anyway, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support, man. Yeah. Cheers, dude. Yeah. Catch Cheers, you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. What another very nice young man. He absolutely is. Yeah, so um, Buddy Watson, he was putting in the chat that he had some... Uh, he put over a hundred games on his NES Classic. You could, yeah. yeah. It wasn't hard, and you could make them all look very legitimate. And it was, you know, very surprising that you can actually do that. Uh, so so easily. Mm. They had it. They had it worked out within two days. So what's what's Ash saying in the chat here, Drew? I almost sent you an incredibly offensive meme since you since that call uh, took you to the top of my chat list. <laughs> oh God. Well, don't do that, Ash. I'm very easily offended. Tam's <laughs> <laughs> like, put the entire library on the SNES Classic. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Would be nice. It'd be How- nice if we just had the virtual console on the Switch. That'd be good uh, too. I mean, we got the Nintendo Online, which works okay. Yeah, but 
more. <laughs> I would like 64 games, please. So if anyone else would like to ring in, uh, give us a, sh- a shout in the chat. We'll give you a ring, give you a phone call on the mobile phone. And we'll probably be wrapping it up soon, I reckon. It's coming to two hours. Yeah, it's coming to two hours already. Yeah, we'll, we'll just make sure everyone... So who, first in best dress for this last call. Yeah, I don't know if it's the last call. We'll try and get as many people that have hung around since since the start type of thing, putting up with our uh, false starts and our spillage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bring that up. I should not I should just uh, leave it. Yeah, self-insult yourself, my friend. That's yeah. not nice Nice of you to do. No, no. All right. That's just, it's just easy to do. <laughs> it's all right. Shit happens. It, it does. I mean, it, it's an easy edit afterwards. You're just going to chop out a little bit of a section there and let me ramble on about... I might even leave it. We'll talk about it that much throughout the show anyway. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. Yeah, yeah. Just say, uh, "There, this this thing's completely live." <laughs> <laughs> you know, not much you can do about it. No. Um. So, I guess uh, as far I'll, I'll just put like the tennis console. I'll get rid of. Yeah, I was about to ask actually because we've been talking all this time and you haven't actually said anything about yours. Yeah. So, honestly, I would say the Wii U. No, just buy. <laughs> We've heard it all a million times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but if I had to say another one, I couldn't do Nintendo 64, could not do Super Nintendo. I think NES is too important. I think the Wii, for the reasons I said, is too important for Nintendo. Um, the Switch, definitely not. It's my favorite one. So I'll have to go probably GameCube as well. Oh, see? See? Yeah, I just think... I'm telling you. Like, I love the GameCube, and I think it's got some brilliant games on it, but, yeah, it, it does have the weakest library, and, you know, the, the thing it has going for it is its controller, which has held up till today. Yeah. yeah. You think? I think. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add to it? No, well, it's just it's just the one I've had the, the least experience with, and um, Sunshine and um, Melee doesn't have as much resonance as other games in the series for me. Um Really loved Wind Waker, but I guess that's one thing that has to be sunset off. Mm. And if you get rid of the GameCube, do you ever get the port to Wii U? I guess you don't really. No. Yeah. Don't know. But like I said, with Wind Waker, I think it's more of a more of a case that um, as much as I love Wind Waker, and it's definitely one of my favorite Zelda games, it's it's so drastically different. Um, in so many ways that I almost feel like if it never existed, it never, it, it wouldn't be missed. Mm. I think, you know, I think, um, it, it, it definitely went, went through the same phase as Majora, Majora's Mask did where people judged it straight off the bat and they were like, Oh, this sucks because it's on, you know, time mechanics of shit in Majora's Mask and I don't like that. And then it definitely got a niche as it got older. Yeah. And, you know. I think that's mainly down to the fact that people were looking for a grittier Zelda at the time. People were just whatever. Um, but it is definitely one of the best um, Zeldas out there for combat control and um, and a big open world, even though it was most of it was just ocean. But And I think uh, it did a lot of things correctly. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people would miss it because a lot of the things it does, it did unique, I suppose is probably achievable in Breath of the Wild now. Yeah, you know, and I think that uh, if any any reason if there was any reason people would miss it, it'd be for the story, if anything. And the GameCube version 
had the Triforce quest that everybody hated and that makes it a really hard sell because I remember that quest when I was younger must have taken me about a week to get through because it was just infuriating. All right, so we got we got Dash in the chat. He said, hey, boys, I've got some news for you while you've been live. I'll send it to you through Discord. All right. So let's go, let's go and have a look what's going on. What's what's the news that's happened while we've been live? Um, so this is from Neville on Twitter. According to Chinese website uh, VG Gamer, Lego is planning to launch a Nintendo Entertainment System Lego set. Wow, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So let's, get, let's go and have a read about it. That is very cool. So it's basically like a Lego set and you are building a, a TV with um, Mario on the TV and the actual NES. It'd be, yeah, it'd be a cool cool display on them. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, this probably the, comes... The, the article's in Chinese. I'm not reading that. <laughs> it, that's probably um, in layer of like obviously all the Mario Lego collaboration that they're working on and they've put out. Yeah. No, it was um, really cool. I I think even them sets sort of look cool too. Like in into their own creativity degree. I just think mm. that the problem with them is more or less that then they don't look like very easily displayable sets, and they're more meant for play. Yeah, which um, as grown adults, I guess that doesn't appeal to us. Which no, is fair enough. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, um, I I would love I would love all this little Nintendo memorabilia with like crossover companies and stuff like that, whether it be like the shoes or the shirts or the Lego or the what, what have you. But my problem is, is that I would want them as memorabilia and not toys and clothes and whatever it may be. And I would just be buying them for display. And I don't have a lot of places to display heaps of things that are like that. Yeah. So I'm getting a, an article from IGN. So Lego teases NES set following pictures leaked. Um, so the RT, uh, CRT from the leaked pictures replicates World 1-1 from Mario Bros. And the article reads, a Nintendo replica from the Nintendo Entertainment System appears to have leaked online, leading Lego um, to tease an official launch for the set on social media. Uh, VG Gamer also posted an article earlier today revealing the new set showing off the box manual and individual pieces. The set consists of a CRTV playing World 1-1 from Mario Bros for the NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System replica console and controller, and the Super Mario Bros cartridge. The full set contains 2,646 uh, 2, pieces, making it quite a substantial build. Lego um, promo website uh, Promo Bricks is reporting that the set will have a... Um, uh, no, it has, it has a comma here for the euros, but I assume that's meant to be a, just a full stop. Um, 229.99 euros. Um, Wait, quite, how big is it? Like in scale? Uh, I'm not sure on the scale. How much? And haven't hasn't said anything about that yet. According to a Chinese website, um, VG Gamer Lego is planning to launch an Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, that's just the tweet. It looks like the NES will also be capable with the. Lego Super Mario kits revealer this year. Of course. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I'm not sure how actual big it is. It doesn't really... We've got um, Tam. He sent me through some pictures of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because this is legit. We'll be going for about $400 off the price count. Wow. Because Jed tuned into chat just then and I knew she would as soon as Lego was brought up. And she says, you buy the Lego, Bryce, and I will build it. (laughs) (laughs) And she would too. (laughs) These are the pictures here, Bryce. So it's got the, the box art on the top. 
I can show you there. You can turn the knob and it actually... Let's use that hand for scale. Yeah, so it's actually going to be pretty big. It's actually going to be pretty big. Yeah. That I mean, looks really dope. With over 2,000 pieces, it's going to be huge. And it's actually got like, the back like with like the actual oh, that's so cool. the ports and that. This looks really cool. Oh, my God. I want that. And you can move the handle to make Mario jump on the actual screen. <gasps> See, this is more of the type of Lego I'm excited about. Yeah. Like not a toy, but an actual like build, the, build it, put it on my shelf. Like an, a CRT TV would be sick. Hell, yeah. That looks awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> build it and they will come, says buddy. <laughs> All right, Jade, I'll buy it and you build it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Can, you, can I build one? Uh, can I buy one? And you build it as well. <laughs> That'd be great. Jade, start taking commission work from Joe. Commission work. Build my Legos. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. So that looks really cool. Thank you very much for bringing that to our attention, Dash. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I totally want it. Yeah. See, we we would have missed that on the usual day. Probably. We'll, usually, I'm like uploading the podcast around now, which is 10:30 at night. It's like. And stuff just pops up. It's like, oh, really? God damn it. <laughs> Seems to happen a fair bit. It happened like with like the last Pokemon stuff. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll do a couple more phone calls, see who we can ring. Um, I don't know if uh, Brendan Tam is available. We can give him a call. Or there's Buddy. There's Dylan. There's, there's Jade. We can give Jade a ring. <laughs> she won't be able to answer the question very well. <laughs> What would you get rid of? She's like, oh, I don't know. I'm waiting for her to say in chat, don't call me. <laughs> I think you should ring Buddy Watson. Ring Buddy. Buddy, are you up for a phone oh, call, my friend? Paul's up for a call. Give Paul a call. Give Paul a call. And yep. uh, so we'll do Tam, we'll do Tam first because okay. Tam. I said Tam. Um, then we'll give Paul a call and give Buddy a call. And if anyone else after that, we'll give you a call too. We'll, we'll keep the show going. Right. We'll keep the show going, Bryce. Do it. You're not uh, you're not getting away just yet. You gotta earn your you gotta earn your keep. I'm good, mate, all right. No oh, good. Oh. Ring Most ring. I've got is a sore ass other than that. <laughs> all right. Hello, Drew. Hello. Hello, how are we going? Yeah, going well. Going well. Excellent. How's your how's your Monday night going? It was nice and nice and peaceful. Have a nice relaxing yeah. time. Yeah, very peaceful. Actually, while watching you guys uh, do your 150th episode, I'm currently mixing the episode three of Blowing Cartridges. So ah, hell excellent. yeah, dude. And congratulations on how well you placed uh, within the first few weeks, let alone. That's awesome. No, thanks to you two and especially Drew for um, getting some people to do some reviews and get the word out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, because I... We've been talking like a, a little bit about, you know, you've been wanting to start a podcast and you've been asking about like, oh, what microphone should I get and uh, all of this stuff. And I've just been really excited because you've been a huge supporter of us and um, I've been I've just been really excited for you to drop your podcast and be like, all right, I want to support you. I want to try and get as many reviews and ears on your podcast as possible. So um, while you're here, you may as well give us a, a big plug, a huge plug about blowing cartridges. What's What's it all about? Yeah, so Blowing Cartridges is a new podcast with myself and a good friend of mine, Matt Clark. So we both spent some time, I guess, as enthusiast journalists. I was on Another Castle, that's where I met you two, and mm -hmm. he he did some stuff with uh, um, Go Nintendo and uh, Rocket Chainsaw and other Australian sites. So mm -hmm. he went to E3, we both wrote reviews, and we've decided to do a podcast where we really, I guess, dive into specific issues about gaming and gaming culture so 
our first episode was on our experiences as journalists. Episode two, which will go out in a fortnight, is about uh, like why we game as a whole, like what, what attracts us to gaming. So that's awesome. sort of the topics we want to tackle. Yeah, awesome. And like to, to anybody who's listening out there being like, oh, you know, I've got a fair few gaming podcasts as it is, don't need another one. These guys are doing something completely different, like going in head on to just different topics, which is just, it will kind of break up, I guess, like, I guess the monotonous of just like, oh, this is the latest news. This is what's going on. Yeah. You know? yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla got gameplay today. Fantastic. That's just so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, exactly. Like that, that stuff's great. And you guys do that brilliantly. But it's, it's always good to try to try something different as well. Yeah. 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 No, we definitely agree. Um, we've had a couple shows sort of run off on different directions as well ourselves. So it's, you know, it's definitely nice to do something that's refreshing. Um, apart from what we usually do sometimes. And I think that's, uh, you know, really, really, really good for the podcast atmosphere to have that little bit of a breakup thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So it's it, you've, you've found a really good niche in that, I think, and I think uh, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, awesome. Like number nine. Yeah, thank you very much. Number mm. nine on the Australian charts. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really, really good. Really yeah, good. yeah it, it is amazing. It's such a good feeling and hopefully we can keep on going up. Yeah, because it's amazing how much uh, reviews can make. Um, we know that from our Denmark friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, you, yeah, you. That 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 does get a shout out in episode two. So uh, watch out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. You just dropped it, sort of uh, later today, didn't you? Yeah, about. I, I guess yeah. Um, release schedule will be about. Monday after, late afternoon, generally every fortnight. So went up about six o'clock, I think. Yeah, very cool, very cool. cool. Yeah, so um, if you're listening to this on podcast services, you can go to the show notes. You can go and check out uh, links to blowing cartridges. Go and check it out. Leave it a review. Go and mm-hmm. download it. Subscribe. Do all the fun things and uh, help out Tam. Really, really excellent guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Tam, if you get if you had to get rid of one Nintendo console. What would you get rid of? What would you drop, kick in the bin and spit on and just get out of my life? Well, I'm going to have to go for the Holy Grail. Well, not the not the Switch as someone in the chat was alluding to, but I'm going to have to go with the Super Nintendo. Oh, the Super Nintendo out. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. My view is, well, if you took the Super Nintendo in a vacuum, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it has great games, it has Chrono Trigger, it has Final Fantasy VI. You can't get rid of that. But honestly... Mm. What, what does it, when it's compared to all the other Nintendo systems, and I know we're talking consoles on handhelds, but I think we have to bring up that the Game Boy Advance does nearly everything the Super Nintendo does, similar in hardware, has a lot of the same games, but with the addition of things like Pokemon and, well, Ruby Sapphire, which are great games, and, and it, 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 it fulfills the place of the Super Nintendo. And so I think if we're, if we're using the argument of, well, everything would have continued on if you didn't have the console we were replacing. <laughs> and I'd say get rid of the Super Nintendo. All right. Well, I just, before I we go into sort of our thoughts on that, you have rattled the chat. Um, Paul James says, what the fuck? Um, Buddy Watson says, heart, give me pain. Um, and then Ash says, okay, I'm rattled by the SNES choice. We'll stay for the rest of Tam's call. Ha ha. Cause he was just about to leave. Because it's getting late, um, Paul James says one one star review incoming. So oh, you've you've really done it. You've, you've done it there. Um, 
And uh, Viva Ladil, he says, I rate this answer. And he's uh, put it in bold. So, you know, he, he's serious. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is, is that, yeah, I can, I can actually, I can actually see that because I know how many NES, uh, NES and SNES classics got put on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So provided that those consoles never existed and they still were on the Game Boy Advance, you'd still have an access to it. Is that is that how we do, is that how we're doing it though? I mean, I'm I'm sort of opting for either way because people have been going either. Because like, are we getting? Because otherwise, everybody will fucking pick Wii U. It's like yeah, are we getting rid of it now? Like with like the library, and like getting rid of it, but it's still on Game Boy, or did it just never come out? Okay, so I guess we'll get rid of it at now. Like you can never go back and play those games. I guess that's what we're doing. Just. That makes for a, a, more, a better conversation. We've, we've had we've had answers either way, and I think yeah, like yeah. you know, uh, and well, it, when I say either way, I mean like uh, people have also sort of um, given their opinions on both sides of the coin, and like uh, Ash did earlier. And I think like if if you could not play those games on Game Boy Advance, absolutely not. You would definitely not get rid of the SNES. There is no way in hell you would not be able to do that. Mm. Just wouldn't be possible. But if you could play those games on Game Boy Advance, then I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no. Yeah, it's very much like a Wii U to Switch situation where um, the reasons for plugging in the Wii U are getting less and less um, because they're on Switch. So I guess like yeah. you don't have that many reasons to go and hook up your SNES again because you can just whip out your SP and play it easily on there. So yeah, I can, I can say that. I can say that. But like it is a... If, uh, if the whole thing was revolving around it just never came out. So we never got Mario World. We never got A Link to the Past. We never got Chrono Trigger. We never got the Final Fantasies. We never got et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that'll be like, holy shit. Real, <laughs> real quick, actually, I have a question that I want to pose since we keep we keep bringing up the Wii U and I'm going to pose it to both you and Tam and get your opinion, right? Give it 10 years. Let's say the Wii U, you know, it, it obviously never did successful, but let's say that it suddenly becomes a desired console because of its um, ease of access to, let's let's say virtual console stops here for the Switch and we don't get N64 or anything like that. We don't get the Wii backwards, whatever. The access that the Wii U has to heaps of things, the Wii U, like if there's any reason to own a Wii U uh, in this current point in time, it's the amount of backwards compatibility it has and how good of a virtual console machine it is. Mm. Like, it's just, it's so weird, but it's the only Nintendo system that has a virtual console for DS and Game Boy Advance. That's right, yeah. On the Wii U. It's like, what? Now, I, I, I pose the question <laughs> to you both. Do you think that because of that reason, it will be one of the better ways to play games officially 10 years down the line digitally? Or do you think they will come up with a different method that uses the Switch or something else? Honestly, I don't think they will <laughs> on Switch, and, just the way they're going. And honestly, I think the best way to play those games might be something more third party and in the grey area, whether it's official or not. Like mm. you have Dolphin for Wii. And I agree. But I mean, like, if you ha- like as a console. Um, and playing it officially, as in like you've you've got these games from the eShop, and they're the ones that you know you didn't illegally download, for example. Like if you just True. had a massive digital collection of games on Wii U, do you think that it would? Do you think that they would ever try to find a way to surpass that for Wii U? Because Wii U is the best virtual console machine at the moment. Uh- 
I think you're right because if you if you think about it from a virtual console perspective, you can well have all the Wii virtual console stuff that never came to the Wii U virtual console in the walled community of the Wii backwards compatibility. And mm. a lot of the companies that just chuck their old back catalogue onto the virtual console don't do that anymore. You get things like Konami's Castlevania collection and it's all yeah. all a bit more it's it's not sort of you can't go to a shop front and get all these games anymore. You have to oh, I have to buy this collection and get the SNK collection and get the Capcom collection and it's all decentralized. Mm. Yeah. I mean that's a it's a good point because like there's so many classics so there's a big market to have them ported to other consoles. So um, a lot of the games you don't actually need your Super Nintendo to play. Yeah. So I yeah. guess uh, I guess that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, you've given Paul James. He, he said he's literally had a stroke. <laughs> so well, my condolences to James. <laughs> so what what we're going to do is we're going to bring him on next <laughs> to have his rebuttal. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on, Tam. And hang on, hang on. What's one, this? One question. Uh, and this is actually from my partner. I haven't played any Nintendo consoles predating the Wii. We had PlayStation growing up, but do you think the Wii U walked and fell over so the Switch could run? And I think that is a pretty, like, pretty yeah. straight up opinion for, for most people that yeah. support Nintendo. Not on purpose, but that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, like pretty you know, much. they they wanted they wanted to make something that was like that, and it didn't succeed at first, and that's why the Switch come to be as it is because they managed to. Um, come up off of that failure but still introduce the idea in a lot more of a practical way that actually was good um mm. and the only thing that was the only thing that the wii is really useful for now is the the unique software that's still locked to it and its virtual console the gamepad could be yeah. chucked in the bin for all i care yeah and, and you have to you have to think that took them six years to do as well because the wii sort of tapered off 2010 like you had skyward sword and I think Kirby's Adventure and yeah. sort of those games coming out, but Classic. they they tapered off. That they they didn't really develop anything for the Wii. Twenty twelve Wii U came out. Great games on the Wii U, of course, but it just sort of fell flat. So you had about six seven years where Nintendo's first party was sort of, I guess, for a better better lack of a term, wasted on these um, closed systems that no one really played or cared for. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on here and congratulations again for 150 episodes and looking forward to the next 150, guys. No, thank, thank you very you much, much, guys. And uh, Tam, please tell us once again where to go and find your podcast. Yes. Yeah, so go to go to Apple Podcasts, go to any good podcast service, uh, type in blowing cartridges, get, go subscribe to us there, leave a review or follow us on Twitter at blowcartpod at at Twitter or find me on Twitter at Tamazoid as well or at Eggerino for Zach, my co-host. Absolutely. You're a professional already. Just uh, don't spill stuff on your gear and uh, you'll be right. <laughs> as I said in the chat, uh, Drew, spillage is leakage, so I, I, I get at it. <laughs> that would have been great to watch on stream. <laughs> Just lick all this. This is disgusting. <laughs> all right, dude. Thanks for all coming. Right, Let's catch you later. Thanks, bye. All right, we have to get Paul on now. All right, we're getting Paul on. So, Paul, I'm going to uh, call you through Facebook Messenger. I'm waiting for a padge seizure. <laughs> padge seizure. Yeah, I didn't think I would hear the Super Nintendo, but there we go. Uh, like, I can understand it if from the context. Again, if, yeah, yeah. if they were still available on Game Boy Advance, I get it. I 100% get yeah. it. Stop, Jen. 
Hello, Paul. Paul. <laughs> Paul. Welcome to the house tomorrow. How are we going, my friend? I'm going all right. I'm recovering from what I heard a moment ago, <laughs> but I'm, I'm largely doing pretty well. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So, Paul, let's not waste so, any time, man. Um, come to come to your come to your love's defence. Yeah. What, what, what have you got for us? What's going on? Uh, not a lot. Uh, I think I've mentioned in the chat a few times. I've been marking bloody tests and bullshit, and holy shit, that's been that's been an experience trying to get through all this crap. But uh, that's that's the bullshit each life for you in a in a suburb that's just just removed from this Melbourne lockdown, where shit's going on left, right, and centre. Yeah, so you're Great fun. you're locked down. You're in home, no going out. Well, no, I'm I'm just outside of that lockdown thing. But we get this mixture of people that, from the metro space that come to our school, but uh, mm. they're they're allowed in, and it's all over the shop. But that's that's boring teacher crap that no one wants to hear. I don't even want to hear it. So let's move on. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, just before I ask you the question, what do you what do you think about getting rid of the Super Nintendo? What do you think of Tam's <clears throat> sort of? Uh, uh, answer there. I mean, I did come pretty uh, pretty close to having a stroke there. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't leave that behind. I mean, you've got Link to the Past, you've got Chrono Tree, you've got the Final Fantasies, you've got, um, I guess it's cheating a little bit, let's bundle All-Stars in there as well, World and yeah, there's right. Castlevanias coming out the arse. There's, uh, I, I could go on for days mm. and I haven't even, wouldn't have even scratched the surface. Yeah, I guess I but, guess uh, um, his his <coughs> sort of reasoning for that was that you can have access to a lot of those games on Game Boy Advance and um, I guess other Nintendo consoles down the line. So I guess it does. Then I guess fall back to the thing you guys have been discussing so far, which is kind of the rule set around this thing. And if you wipe mm-hmm. out the console, does it wipe out the games along the way? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I, I makes guess it harder. So I probably should do you that. go through like. Because, mm. because I, I, you know, I, it's all fun and games to bash up on the Wii U, I guess. But um, <laughs> it, in it, with the hint of seriousness, before I just bash up for being a piece of shit, um, <laughs> is, you know, if we wipe that out. There's, there's only a very small number of really high quality games that we're even behind. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah. Zeno Blade, Bryce, just before you, you know, lift that table a few inches again. <laughs> um, obviously, Zeno Blade stays. So we, we've got to look after that bad boy. Um, do we do we count Smash because we could play it on the 3ds? You know, maybe yeah, we're not as uh, not obviously the it's a lesser version, but it's but it's you know not the same in that regard. Definitely not the we same. We didn't get a Zelda. 3D World's great, but does it necessarily still hold a candle to the likes of Galaxy or 64 or any of those? Probably not. Mm. Um, Pikmin three underrated gem on that pla- on that console on that console, but you know I just don't know we're leaving that much behind overall. There's obviously a few gems again. Then I played. Bryce, please don't kill me. Um, Give him a strike. But, uh. <laughs> but besides that, like we're not leaving that much behind, are we? Are uh, you leaving the most easily accessible virtual console machine behind? If you want to own things I mean, officially. That's, that's, that's reasonable, I guess. It's a good thing we can get those games already then, huh? I mean... In one way, shape, or form. Yeah, sure, maybe you have to buy every console ever. Yeah. <laughs> worth it, right? But like it is, it is, it is the cheapest, very accessible, most official way to own a, a ton of virtual console games. Uh, is still that console? They did. They did an awesome job. Because uh, I think still to this day, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's still the only place where we can legit, as Westerners, get our hands on Earthbound Beginnings or Mother yes. Beginnings. I guess. Yes, it is. Yep. Mm. So you know, I've got to give it that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Not much else, but yeah. I mean, the I'll thing is, that. 
the thing is, is I, I don't think if it weren't if it weren't for the fact that there was good software on the Wii U for the most part, and it were for that virtual console support, the thing can go in the bin, and anybody will tell right. tell anybody that. Um, and I think the saving grace for the console for me is is down to that last bit of exclusive software for that cons- for that console, which let's be real, it's all coming over eventually anyway. And the fact that it's yeah, give it time. yeah and the fact that uh, it's a really really good virtual console machine. Um, yeah, and uh, even even just for even just for Wii, like being able to go back and buy Metroid Prime Trilogy and stuff like that as well on the Wii U eShop is really handy. Yeah, like I had a great yeah, way to download great. Wii games legitimately. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, and, and play them how they're meant to be played as well. Yeah, because it it, it literally just emulated the Wii. Yeah, because like a virtual console on Switch, unless you can hook up an actual Wii mode, it won't have the like good enough pointer controls to play a lot of the games. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. decisions are not there. Yeah, like it has in 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 the end. I guess in 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 my defense of the Wii U, that's literally it. Is that it has that accessibility? Otherwise, if it didn't, yeah, it's definitely in the trash. There's no question. I, I've I've stopped using one for the most part as it is anyway. But I like to go back and play things on the Wii U that I don't have access to anywhere else. Oh, 100. I mean, out, you know, outside of the fact that I'm I'm a bit of a hoarder anyway, and I still keep it regardless. Well, there's, there's still got enough going for it that in a real life scenario, I'm 100 not going to throw it out. It's a good thing we're in this really hypothetical scenario where we've got to just throw some piece of trash out and the way you can be that piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> in this very hypothetical scenario. <laughs> it's very true. You can also pick a brand new Wii U up uh, with Mario Maker 2. I think the last time I saw it was a premium premium Wii U with Mario Maker 2 uh, in our EB games for $120. All right. Uh, Is that Mario the Maker 1, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, you take that because there are, you know, the, again, the jokes aside, there's some fantastic games on that thing, whether it's Xenoblade or 3D World or Mario Maker, etc., etc. Pikmin 3, Captain Toad, another underappreciated gem. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It would just be a shame to lose all of it, but we'll see what happens with the Switch in the future anyway because I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how much they're intending to port, but I know that, I know that uh, Monolith said they're not really interested just yet in porting X. And that would be a dead shame if they didn't. Maybe a third party on board, you know, some some far more dedicated porting studio. I, I would like that. I would like yeah. that, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if they don't have another project that's going to be ready anytime soon, maybe next like next year or the year after would be a good time for it if they don't have anything in the wing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in this in this window where. It seems like, and we use Breath of the Wild 2 as the example, it seems like the development that's installed just a little bit uh, <clears throat> like to fill some gaps. You know, they might be looking at ports and those sort of things to plug some gaps and fill some holes and pad out the, the release schedule in 2021, 2022, where things have been shuffled back a little bit. Port of a Xenoblade or something like that would be a great choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, we're looking at the sort of months coming up and if there isn't anything that big... Even this year, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. Yeah. Even in August or something, that would probably fit in quite nice. Oh, yeah. Whereas where there are the rumours of the Pikmin 3 port, like the same thing, that will fit in there quite well too, whether it's a port or anything. So, yeah. We've we've discussed Pikmin 3 a little bit. You know how for, for many years there's been this whole, oh, Pikmin 4, Pikmin 4, Miyamoto says it's in development, blah, 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 blah. Where do you guys stand on all that? I mean, <clears throat> you said it a long time ago. And I don't know. He he either lied or something just went wrong. Like we know that game development can 
go go like pretty wrong sometimes. And when you announce a project, maybe that early, it's kind of bound to happen. So obviously yeah. something happened, whether it got um, pushed aside <clears> and nothing's going to come of it or it's just in the back burner and they're just thinking of a, a mechanic they need to make it to actually make it like a a game, I guess, worth continuing development on and releasing. Mm. You see, my gut feel on that is uh, that's actually Hey Pikmin. Mm. Which, you know, yeah. obviously came out after Pikmin 3. And Probably was. Sure, maybe it's, you know, it's not this core franchise entry, but it's a fourth Pikmin game. Yeah, it doesn't seem true. to be any sign of life of anything else, at least at this point in time. No. I'm no. wondering if that's not what it actually became. Yeah, I can't remember the actual quote, whether it was like, oh, it's a 3DS Pikmin that isn't for. I don't know if he said that or anything. Oh, really? Okay. No, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't think he said that. I just remember that was but, the thing people were throwing around. I don't know if it was actually said. Yeah, but we know we know what happens when Nintendo fans sort of like hear something and it just gets over-speculated and words get put in people's mouths. And Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So let's indulge in that a little bit and put more words in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right? And just make it real. <laughs> yeah. Try and will it into existence, like this whole uh, translation localization thing for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Try and put it in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a real thing. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> God, I can't believe that's a thing. Well, I finished all my lines. It's good to go. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out next week, fellas. Yeah, yeah. With Kingdom Hearts three, it's like, calm down, Goofy. All right, <laughs> it's not coming out in two thousand fifteen. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right, Paul, we might leave you there. And, you know, thank, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Really very much appreciate no, it, my Thanks man. for having me aboard and congratulations on 150 and let's hope you make it through the next 150. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, we will. Yeah. <laughs> of course you will. We like, we like talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if our gear keeps working, it might, might be broken. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, oh dear. All right, man, catch you later. Have a good one, boys. See, See you later. You. Catch you later. All right, and I reckon we better we better call Buddy. So Buddy's up to. Yep. Um, he's been here since the start, so thank Absolutely. you very much, Buddy. Um, if he doesn't answer, we'll just assume he's in bed, asleep. Oh no, I've got a message. Unable to speak at the man at the moment. That's all good. Yeah, all good. All good. No worries, Bud. Bud. All right, so I guess we'll just uh, we'll talk a little bit longer. See if anyone in the chat wants to. Have a bit of a discussion. If not, we'll end the show there. Mm. I don't want to sort of like leave anyone who wanted to uh, join in. Yeah, actually, just putting it out there, if there was anybody that wanted to chat, now's the time. One last hurrah. One last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Um, We've covered a lot of the consoles, though. We had the NES, Super Nintendo, yeah, which 64, is- um, GameCube, Wii, uh, the Wii U. Yeah. yeah, we actually covered them. Yeah, except for Switch. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody's going to shit. Who's going to get rid of the Switch? Like Nobody. You're a crazy man if you get yeah. rid of the Switch. That's right. And you know what? Um, I think most of the opinions were pretty valid for the most part, which is which is the best part about it, is that uh, there was no real bad points, I guess. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> well, you know. Still going. You could, you could try to cancel the Switch and then be like, mm. you know, it's... It plays games very bad. It uh, feels like cheap plastic, and that's describing many Nintendo consoles in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, true. So, you know. Yeah. But otherwise, ah, 
It's pretty good coverage. I did not expect that question to go as far as it did, but it did. When I come up with that question on the way here. Yeah. And it, it kind of puts in pers- a perspective like how good we have it now. Like we know the Switch is great. Yeah. We know the Switch is it's got it's, it's definitely got a few glaring issues which annoy us and we bring up it every now and again. Mm-hmm. But it is just a really great console. It certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got we got Dylan in the chat. Said favorite episode since one hundred uh, to end the show. Um, yeah, so I guess can you remember an episode? I guess from the last year that's been your favorite show. It's it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because it usually when I'm listening to other podcasts, like they usually say like, oh, I can't remember what I said yesterday, and I can't remember what I said on this podcast, and I'm I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like. Oh well, you said this, you know, about you know, said this about four weeks ago on episode this, and how do you not remember that? You said it. How do you not remember that? But when you're doing your own podcast, that is definitely what happens. I think. <laughs> I think. I think the Pokemon discussion. I think, because it was something that had been building up for so long, and we really wanted to get everything out. Yeah, definitely this Pokemon review discussion, and yep. it. It just like overall, I think we got over everything on the table. You know, we enjoyed it more than we thought that uh, it would turn out like and um while it still had its glaring issues we sort of we sort of went over it and just sort of made sure that it wasn't just about fucking trees yeah. and and shit like that but those trees those trees and are it ridiculous was, it was such it was such a build it was such a build up to get to that episode it's the whole year yeah and it was massive to get it off our chest and yeah, that's talk right. about what we really enjoyed and what we didn't yeah and mm. I'll probably also put out I really I really am quite happy with last week's episode, 141, uh, 149. 149, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy with that one. I think we handled it pretty well and I'm happy that we even covered it at all. Yeah, and it's something that needed to be talk, talked about. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like, you know, a lot of the people that are talking about it are more or less, like in terms of actual video content, are more or less just drama channels and not people who are actually directly involved with it. Yeah. You know, you, you've got people like, Keemstar on the internet and then you've got a whole horde of Keemstar clones that are quick to talk about how fucking terrible Smash is as a game because these players are predators. Yeah, so yeah, if someone covered it like that, I'd be like, oh, you know, don't play Smash. It's awful. Yeah, Something. look at all these predators that play Smash. You must be a predator. Are you a predator? And it's like, no, man. Yeah, it's just a, a subsect that got wrapped up in some bad shit. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon definitely those. This, uh, there'll be other ones where we're like, yeah, that was a great episode, and yeah, forgotten about it right now though. <laughs> yeah, you know, just looking on it, you're like, you think at one fifty, I'm like, it's not the biggest number. I've seen podcasts that go up like huge amounts, but thinking about on how much actual work we've done for those one hundred and fifty hours worth worth of podcasts, uh, one hundred and fifty episodes worth of podcasts. I bet so, it'd be more than that. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's huge. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I'm quite I'm I'm proud of how it's come along. And it's always fun having like having discussions with you and this is our chance to catch up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it, that's what it started off as. And I mean, you know, we're here today and we're doing we're meeting people and doing all sorts of cool shit like going to conventions yeah. and interviewing people and just getting out and turning it into something that's become a passion project everyone we talked to apart from Seamus and Ash was because of doing the show we met them because of that yeah that's awesome yeah um Paul he says in the chat it's like it's time for us to do a fan fiction reading again and Defino Duran says please no (laughs) 
<laughs> and then uh, Paul goes to say, I was uneasy about reading it aloud with the new job um, at a new school. I'm settled, I'm settled down though, so fuck them. Let's read the gross, disgusting fan fiction to the internet. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'm jumping in. Um, Dill said not to chuck Bryce under the bus, but I also uh, say shout out to Drew for how he dealt with those solo episodes and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I praised it when I came back as yeah. well. Like, it, it was it was difficult, and we were both thinking of um, other people's lives. You know, we've got grandparents who are very frail and easily sick, and um, we tried to keep it relatively, you know, I guess even if there was nothing down here, just in case, because yeah, we didn't we didn't really want to be part of the problem. And I mean, we're back to normal now, but you know, it is, it was still rough for the time being and we could have done the recording from home and everything, but then I was sick with what I thought <laughs> to begin with might've been COVID for four weeks. Mm. Um, yeah. That was pretty scary. It's like, Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. And um, it, it was really hard cause the kids were sick and um, Jade was sick. I was sick and it, it was a really rough four weeks in general. So the fact that Drew did all that on, on his own and did a really good job at it, was incredible yeah and yeah. then it was just hard to find a groove to get back in but we eventually got there and we worked something out and now we're back to normal and we get it we get our time back and we've we've done it in the most sort of easy manageable way possible um up until this point but Drew's also had that on his shoulders yeah mm. for a while too and now that we're both back at work yeah things things are sort of harder again but we're we're making it work because at the end of the day, that's what this show is to us. Yeah. No, thank you very much for that deal. Because yeah. when I was doing them, I was like, you know, I was I was worried because it's not what our show is, just a solo podcast. So I was worried that, you know, it would just wouldn't be interesting or whatever. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't find it interesting and maybe other people thought it was just uh, different to usual. So it was you know, a bit of a change of pace for a few weeks. So that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, thank you very much, man. Yeah. Um, what else we got in the chat? Uh, Defender Endurance, no, I really don't like the fanfic <laughs> readings because they're really easy targets. Most of the bad ones are people's first attempts at writing and it feels <laughs> too raw to make fun of. You know what, man? It's on the internet. That's a... <laughs> just just uh, take it. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I only have to talk about... I think they the do most, it on purpose too. One of the most famous fanfics in history was My Immortal, which was a Harry Potter fanfic. And if you've never heard of My Immortal... My God, that was a mess. And to this day, the person who claims to have made it said it was a joke. And at one point, I don't believe that was a joke at all because before they actually uh, came out and said, yeah, that was my fan fiction, that was eight years prior that it came out. So I'm very much of the belief that like, haha, it was a joke and it was me. Uh, I'll get the internet fame, but I'm not mm. going to admit I was a cringy teenager. But they probably just were. Yeah. And that's fine, you know. Uh, the fan fix we look for are not so much in that prospect. They're in a more comedic regard, and we're not, we're not going for legit fanfics. We're no. going for oh, Absolute. this sounds this sounds awful, and it reads like very poor English. Mm. Let's do that one. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Um, we've we've done it twice, and to be honest, yeah, I'm not sure we'd ever do it again anyway. <laughs> no, we didn't get a very good response from it, so we'll leave it like that. I reckon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jade, my immortal is so bad it's good, so don't shit on it. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I really I re-listened to a dramatic reading of my my immortal again a few months ago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, you were there. 
All right, Bryce, let's wrap it up there, my man. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Murray, episode 150. Thank you to thank you so much to everybody who showed up in the Twitch chat. We had, I think, 25 people at our max, which is really big for uh, my Twitch stream, which is cool. Yeah, I think the most you've ever had on your stream was probably about 18 people from memory. Yeah, probably something like that, yeah. I think it's about 18 people. The most I've ever had on my stream is about 14. Yeah. Which is like, you know, having 14 people just like sitting there going, he's playing video games. What are, what are these boys doing? Which is really cool. Yeah. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And to everybody who got to the end of this on podcast services, thank you very much as always. Support means a lot. So you can find me on Twitter at iDruby. You can find the show at The House of Murray and you can find Bryce at IV Revan. If you'd like to talk some Nintendo on our Discord server. There is a link in the show notes below. If you're listening to this on Twitch, I've got no show notes on Twitch. <laughs> none. None at all. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. nah. It's all right. Like yeah. I said, everything gets cut down to audio soon. You don't have to worry about the embarrassing crack and slap. <laughs> crack and slap. I, I am generally curious about what it's done to my uh, thing. I don't know if I had it in the wrong one or what, but I'll experiment after we're done. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. So this week's Nintendo jukebox is Luigi's Lament and it's by Alex Walker Smith. And it's a, it's a funny song. If you're listening live on Twitch, you apparently won't be able to hear it, but that was a learning experience. We know that you can't hear audio from the computer back on Twitch. <laughs> we'll learn that for next time. So until next week, guys, the doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Your boy in green, oh yeah, it's me, Luigi. It's a me, Luigi. My mansion was such a lonely place to be, G. Nobody had talked to me. The ghosts would throw away the key to lock their rooms when they would see me walking down the hallway with my Hoover. It's a Hoover of friendship. My friends all laughed at me, including Yoshi, the creature I literally ride on. They laugh because I'm clumsy and I'm tall. They don't care at all. They only care about my jump. And last year, Daisy gave me the thumb. Cause she secretly had a friend Yoshi. Which I'm pretty sure is illegal I was tired of this Mario land And I'm afraid I had to force my hand So I took them all for a mansion tour I said I had an extension But on the second floor They fell through a trap door To a cage I made that day And I paid Bowser to scare my friends To play a little prank on them But ironically Bowser pranked me And started to torture my closest friends He made a giant hamster wheel for Yoshi That powers a giant machine That makes his evil wooden death ship fly If he stops running, we all die And Peach 
Watch what serving drinks to guys Just like in that movie Return of the Jedi There's no chance of an escape I may have made a big mistake This is the tale of Luigi's big mistake Oh no! This isn't Within a dungeon He hasn't eaten in months As a one-man factory Mass-producing mushrooms His bum is extremely tired And Mario was smashing bricks While Scoombas hit him hard with sticks There's no chance of an escape I may have made a big mistake I may have made a big mistake This is the As for me, Luigi, I'm still lonely. I may be a little more lonely than before. And the Mushroom Kingdom is destroyed by an evil spiky tyrant Blastoise. The lesson that I learned that day is never turn your back away.